Hello and welcome to a podcast yet to be named. Today we will be having another amazing conversation with talented, kind and inspiring people. So grab your favorite drink, sit down and kick up your feet. This is a podcast yet to be named. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the podcast yet to be named. Today we have a fantastically glorious, wonderful guest that some of you may have heard of, some of you may not, but now you will have. You you will remember this person for the rest of your life. You can have forgetful moments throughout your entire life, but this person you will never forget. I don't think I'll ever forget. It's called scarring. I'm seeing my therapist. Anyway, we're, we're going to sit down and talk with the great, the fantastic uh, Dylan, who you may know as Element Snap on many social media platforms. Um, but I know him as Dylan because he's, he's, uh, he's handsome, he's debonair, he's a gentleman, he's a scholar, and he, uh, he cusses at people. It's great. It's wonderful. Dylan, how you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. I can't even spell Dimitar. <laughs> <laughs> and also we have, of course, the one and only Star. Star, how are you today? Good morning. Yay, I you're think. still standing. It is morning, right? I it am is. still standing. Yes, it's it's morning. This is actually morning this time. We usually record at midnight. <laughs> So right. Dylan, oh, an early one, huh? Dang. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know what? Okay, so you're you're a new dad. Pretty much the way that it works is that we we cater to you. All right, like I, I understand the uh, the life of parenting, and you do what you got to do to make sure that the young parent, and by young I mean just having had a baby, mm, yeah. is catered to. Definitely greenhorn status here. So um, there's there's a lot that people can get to know about you. You uh, have started many major Hollywood films. You shot somebody. <laughs> you've been to, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, way that or I, is I he? One out of those three things is true. <laughs> <laughs> we did two lies and a truth here. <laughs> But I'm um, not confirming which, so I'll, I'll <laughs> let your imagination run wild. <laughs> we met through Instagram, I think, wasn't it? I think. Uh, yeah. No, we met through at the skate park. Through that's my what it field was. of work. I was yes. you and, um, and your Mark. buddy. Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Mark. And yeah. We, you, it was just random. I was just, it was a, I had a brief moment between gigs and I was like, I'm going to shoot some skate park stuff. And just lo and behold, there you guys were and we yeah, just hit was, it off. That was awesome. Like that yeah. was like, cause I'm, I'm a, I'm an old dude now. Like I skated, I skated for years and years and years when I was younger, that that was my life. Then, you know, had kids and everything comes to a halt and did the whole career thing. And now that I'm older and my kids are, most of my kids are grown. I got one younger one. Um, and I actually had her at the skate park. So my buddy Marks, who I used to skate with was like, let's go skate. And I'm like, oh, I'm old. This hurts. But it was a lot of fun, right? It was a lot of fun. And there was this dude at the skate park taking pictures. And the first thing I thought is that somebody had hired you, like some some kid going for like a sponsorship or something like that, right? So We're trying to get like a social media clout. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, okay, I'm not going to get in front of the, you know, get in the way. You know, I'm, I'm going to let the photographer and the person, whoever do his thing. And you're just cruising around taking pictures of everybody. I thought that was really cool. I don't know, like, what was your, the reasoning for going to the skate park? Well, it was, it was between gigs. So I guess my background is, uh, I, I'm a journal, I'm a documentary photographer, but I have a huge background in automotive okay. and event and then 
that bled into winnings. So now most automotive photographers just stay in the automotive or the um, the editorial side of like for um, so like I've shot for Car and Driver once, uh, Road and Track, like a couple of your like standard car magazine. Damn, and then okay. if you guys remember, um, was it uh, Super Street? So some of the yeah. like, import tuner. So like I yeah. grew up in the import tuner crowd. So that's kind of like like Hondas, you know, all, all that stuff. So you, you most automotive photographers stay in that. But for me, it was kind of like this weird moment of I like doing editorial work, but well, like what's it mean you, like you, you think about like what you do for your life and what's it matter so during that skate park was the pandemic right so right. we were like yeah. kind of that weird lull of oh is it safe to be um yeah indoors no but is it safe to be outside yeah we think so mm-hmm. so that's why i was like well let's be outside and you know we're all getting cabin fever but the pandemic really kind of set something home because it's like okay well you could lose it all tomorrow you right. everybody yeah so what pictures did i take yesterday they mean shit and it's like well it's just some guy's collector car or it's the new chevy whatever which don't get me wrong i'm a big car nut right, right. no i'm all you. about that shit but it doesn't matter like it's it's a thing and then it'll be there and then it'll be old and then nobody care about it or maybe they'll be excited about it but so what pictures mattered and so i had a um, three hours between gigs and i was like i'm gonna go to the skate park and see what people are doing like because right now we're in this weird lull of the pandemic what are people doing to kind of find some stability or find some you know like just a sense Sanity. of hey it's going to be okay i don't know where tomorrow's at but what what are we doing today so right. that's that's where i ran into you because i was and that was you're right because i was just shooting everybody like what's who's yeah. doing what and, and why right and that was like that was to me that was super cool i love that you were just like hey this is who i am this is you know you can check this out like okay so i, I went back to 17 year old me in my head when you were there it was just like, man, I wish that somebody would have just randomly come down to the skate park and shot pictures of what I was doing here, what I was doing there. So seeing you do that with other people, I was watching different skaters like go from I'm just cruising to I'm going to do my best shit. I'm going to be like, I'm going to, this is my oh, one yeah. Some this people is my threw, one shot. Some people threw down, right? Dude, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was pretty dope. You know, it was, it was really cool that people were like, fuck it, I'm going to go all out because there's a dude here with the camera. This could be my one shot to mm. get that picture taken that my friends won't do and they don't you know they're shooting on their samsung s7 instead of this you know nice beautiful professional camera and you were giving you were giving out stickers i think i'm pretty sure you were giving out stickers yeah i had some element snap stickers i was like especially kids kids love stickers dude i love and... speaking of which i owe you stickers still i owe you i totally owe oh, you, do you stickers still yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah i do like we never like exchanged the stickers like a whole bunch of stuff happened and like i've thought right. about that a number of times I almost said because I know where you live, and I was driving by. I don't know where you live. I just know the area that you are. We and live was, very close to each other. Yeah, we do. We do. And I was going to pick up my daughter at the at the park over there, and you know, I don't know which house, but I'm like, dude, if I knew, I would walk over there with a handful of stickers right now. Just put them on my fucking window. <laughs> just like instead of ringing the doorbell, I put a sticker over it. You know, just like, really cool. sorry about your. I hope you do well. My door. <laughs> See if you have one of those ring cameras. Just put it right over the camera. <laughs> I'll get a sticker on my face and like put the sticky side where the face is. So when you look through it, it's just. See, you don't TV. want me knowing. You don't want me knowing because I'm just gonna randomly show up with food or like show up at two o'clock in the morning and cover your car in sticky notes. The car thing's fine, but I mean, <laughs> I, I walk around naked. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be. <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely coming over. Yeah. Too. I mean, um, uh, do you anyway. want an ad for erectile dysfunction? I mean, that is. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no offense to anyone who's suffering from ED out there. Right, is a real right, thing. Right. I'm sure you can put a phone number up right now. To... You know what? Actually, I, I think I may even do that. If you have call one eight hundred, I don't know what it would be, but we'll we'll have that up. But seriously, uh, watch, watch. I'm over here joking about it. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, the rest of my life, it's gone. Um, <laughs> like that karma, bitch. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's like we totally met. You know, I got a sticker. I actually have it up. I have a, a board right over here that I put all the stickers I get from people on. So I got those up, which is dope. And I appreciated that. That was one thing. And it's funny, a little marketing thing like that, where you have stickers. I lost your card because I think you had a card as well. Um, I did not actually. No, I, you didn't. I still don't carry a card and people keep telling me I should, but I feel like How the sticker did, works better. Did it have your Instagram on it? Nope. It's, it is my Instagram because my Instagram okay. is ElementSnap. It's literally my, my brand. I'm trying to remember, like, I know that I started to follow you on Instagram, so maybe I did it at the park. I could have. But, like, that sticker sat around on my desk probably for a couple of weeks before I put it up on anything. I did it at the park. You didn't do it at the park. I did it at the park. There we go. See? Mm, That's right. Social media manager. I'm telling you. Like, I'm telling you, with what I've started doing the past year, I she quit her job, and I had to hire her as my manager. Like, so anything, that's why, like, all this setup, you talk to her, not because I didn't want to talk to you, because I think you're awesome. It's that one, super forgetful, and then two, I got 1,700 things that I'm going through, so literally had to stop and hire her and be like, hey, look, I need the full manager. Like, it isn't even just social media manager. You're not on time. You need to be here at 1. You need to be here at 10. You need to, you know, like, it's not a bad thing, right. because I'm like, I need to be there at 1. It's 3 o'clock. Shit. You know, like, <laughs> we handed out a lot of rain checks right <laughs> we just lost six thousand dollars this month because of me and my timing she she had the information but i had your sticker like it sat all over my desk you know i'd move it here and move it there before i put it up but that was the sticker was genius to me you know for someone like me because it you know i'm not going to throw away a sticker so i just kept holding on to it hold on to it and then going on to your instagram i saw that you did a lot of car stuff yeah. and i thought that was really cool i i used to have a um 87 rx7 Mazda rx7 and that was like my favorite my favorite car that i've ever owned before it got stolen fuck you hey whoever's listening if you ever stole the silver rx RX-7 about uh, 15, 17 years ago. Fuck off. Anyway. To be fair, they probably died in a fire because that's what usually ends up with all RX-7s. Really? Yeah. Maybe it was was a blessing then that they took it. (laughs) Every RX-7 I've ever had has caught on fire. Seriously? Now, whether it's my fault for modifying them (laughs) or not, we're not going to go into. What I'm just saying is rotary engines get fucking hot. They do. So, yeah. That I do know. But they, that car drifts like crazy though. Like Mm. I drifted the shit out. I miss it. Okay. I just had a moment. I'm good now. <laughs> but I, I saw I saw that you have you have a Volkswagen and, and oh my god that car is beautiful. That, like that's I think when I started going on your Instagram, I was like, dude, whoever's car he's taking pictures of, like I love that car. And then I realized it was yours, and I'm like, you lucky <laughs> son of a. It's very nice though. Is it, is there a reason why you picked Volkswagen over almost any other car that you could have modified? Um, actually, no, because I I started racing at a young age and with Honda. So I, I used Honda engines, and I got a small contract to pioneer them for small, like off-road, front-wheel drive rallies. Oh, sure. so I've moved between. Yeah, so I I have a, a small racing career that was obviously unsuccessful, but. <laughs> 
I mean, I will I will say this. It may have ended, but you were you were succeeding while doing it. I mean, if you can get I a small contract it. for doing shit, that's that's a success in my eyes. You know, whether it ended, okay. But, but you, I, I'm I'm not brand myopic at all because that's the because I started with Honda and I was kind of like you know well, Honda is really nice and really great. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then we went into uh, like Time Attack series racing, so setting lap records at different tracks, and then I got behind Corvette, and that's when I realized like okay, like all this Honda fanboyness doesn't replace how fast some of these like and and i'm not talking like um shiny white new balances good guys car show corvettes where you know those those old guys get out there and race up their new you know like oh yeah i just washed it today and they stand out there talking about the fucking weather you know (laughs) no offense if you're one of those guys i've shot for good guys car shows love Mm -hmm. the, the shit but these were straight up heavily prepped modified corvettes for track use only and it is incredible when you realize how much torque and power those fuckers put down dude they're already they're already pretty burly yeah, I mean, like a stock Corvette, and and I, I when I see Corvettes, I kind of snooze at them. I kind of go, oh, here's another like retiree, like another pensioner <laughs> driving by. You know, there's yeah. a guy down the street that just bought a bought a red one. I think I'm colorblind, so I can't tell. But he bought, a, I, I believe it's because nobody nobody buys a brown Corvette, right? Not not that I've seen. Dude, okay, we're like serious twins. <laughs> no, like red red green is not my thing. I yeah, see it's gray and brown. Yep, red red green is a problem. <laughs> So there's a there's a guy down the street that got one too, which is really really nice. It's new a C7 generation car. Ooh. But anyway, so um, got into Corvette, so I realized, oh my god, like this is a game changer. So mm-hmm. uh, f- went to the junkyard, found a good body, found a modern fuel injected LS motor, stuck it in there, went racing with that. After I got out of that, I realized the Corvettes were kind of portly with their suspension design. Um, they're great cars, but they're kind of lackluster in, in the suspension side. The older ones, at least. The new ones okay. are incredible. So then I transitioned to European cars. So then it was BMW, Mercedes, uh, E-Class mm-hmm. cars, um, BMW M3s, right? And then I fell in love okay. with BMW for years. We still, we actually, the, the family cars are BMW, um, 328 wagon, like just for baby. Oh, I love the wagons, dude. I love. Yeah, I long roofs are love sexy. The wagons. Yeah. Yeah, so buddy. because of that, I just I'm I don't really care about what brand it is. It just has to serve a purpose. Because right before this, the Golf okay. GTI that you see uh-huh. was a BMW Z4 convertible. Like okay, so it was it's very all over the board. And prior to the Z4 was a Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution. Like the, it was just always you know what I mean. Like I'm never uh oh yeah this is the this is the only brand I buy. Right. I'm a Ford guy. I drive yeah. Ford trucks and I got I only a fuck with Subarus. You know, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> like. Like it, so, it needs to serve a purpose of what you do. A Mitsubishi Lancer Evo. Yeah. I had a Mitsubishi Lancer OZ, and I hated that fucking car so okay. much. Okay, but hold on. But you have to explain. <laughs> Look, there's there's a difference between I hate this car, the Lancer in general, compared to you hate that single individual car because. Because it was missing three out of four of the engine mounts and stopped running on us like two years into owning the car. So it was a piece of sheath car. I got the piece of. Were sheath you the original car. owner though? Yes. No. Actually, you were? we were. No, we we were the original owners of that car. Yes. The brother oh, drove it okay. though and drove it like deep into the ground. Okay, so that's that's a maintenance issue. That's not the car's fault. That's why I'm saying like there's yeah. a difference between <laughs> I hate Lancers across the board and I hate that Lancer uh, because if you destroy a car and beat the living shit out of it, 
that's not as much the car's fault as it is the driver's fault. Now, one thing that is a car's fault is BMW 3 Series from 1991 to 1999. Mm-hmm. That was a moment in BMW's kind of field where they said, well, we want to go uh, eco-friendly, so we want our interiors to be of, of recyclable materials, and it has to be a certain amount of recyclable. 60% is what their goal was. Okay. So they ended up gluing fucking everything. So if you find any BMW from 1991 oh, to 1999, <laughs> and you get in, the inside feels like a gingerbread house that has slowly just like dripped <laughs> down from the walls. That is a fault of BMW. Yeah. And you know these like people paid, you know, 60, 50 grand at the time right? for these cars. And within right? five years, you had door handles that when you open the door and to walk away from your car, you walked away with your door handle. Like that's... Oh, jeez. Yeah. So the yeah. Germans have a sense of humor. And that's why I bought a Volkswagen <laughs> Golf. <laughs> so what the you're saying joke. is if you get a BMW from 91 to 98, then you need to make sure you have a pallet full of duct tape. Or if you just want to open your car from the outside a lot. I mean, that's cool, too. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no crime in that. You know what I mean? Like You, you have a, a plug-in converter for a hot glue gun to just put stuff back into place. <laughs> My theory is that... For the for the uh, affluent BMW owner, you don't actually open the door. A man named Jeeves does. <laughs> yes, you can ask Jeeves. him anything. Yes. <laughs> Jeeves, I know the handle came off, but just open the fucking door. Take me home, child. <laughs> Carry me out of the window. I don't care. I just went out of this car. Because that's how I talk when I need to get out of a car. Like, if I get valet parking, it doesn't matter what I look like. As soon as I get valet parking, I'm like, yes, sir, here's the keys. I'll be back at noon. Oh, like, yeah, that's no. just... If you got valet parking, you instantly have to be condescending to the, to the other person who is handling your vehicle, right? Uh, I, did, I did valets. I, I valeted at the Davenport when I was young. So okay, you I, I'm gonna tell everybody right now: don't show up in your hot ass sports car with your like other your mistress, because I will ride the fucking shit out of your car if I'm your valet, <laughs> and I sure as fuck did. So what are you gonna do? Narc on me? I'll narc yeah. right back, mistress. Got yeah. you. Got you. <laughs> you got a wife at home that's lonely. I'll go hang out with her <laughs> in your car. Yeah, oh, in your Mercedes Benz. <laughs> I get petty You're real like quick. half your assets? Yeah, now they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm married to your ex-wife. Anyway. You don't even know how long I sit around hoping for a sugar mama. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Why do you think I work here? Did this you think I like avenue. working? <laughs> I went and Googled where's the easiest place to find a sugar mama. Go valet park for the guys and their mistress. They'll get divorced. Sugar mama. That's right. Boom. <laughs> Or they won't get divorced, and she'll spend his money on somebody else. (laughs) We're not homewreckers, folks. We are not. We're okay. We might be homewreckers, folks. Well, to answer your question, I bought a Volkswagen Golf GTI because I thought it'd be funny to never get to places on time. That at any given moment something could fail and catch on fire, and that is definitely (laughs) a Volkswagen product thing. And and I love me some Volkswagens, but uh-huh. Volkswagen fanboys will be absolutely upset right now. But I'm telling you, the only way you can tell Volkswagens are driving over a hill is the glow of all their check engine lights. That's every time Seriously. I do a Volkswagen car show. It's just a over the hills, man. It glows like a summer fire. See, now that makes me like second think because I've always loved the Golf. I've always loved the Golf. Um, I just thought it was a beautiful car and there's so many things you could do to it and you can make it go quick and it's little. I like small cars. Um, I'm a small car person. But now, you know, I, I had one years ago and, and it's a horrible story of what happened to it. I loved it, you know, for the short time that I had it. But I didn't have one long enough for the, the lights to come on. So and you made the wisest decision. <laughs> See, now I'm like, I 
been looking at them. I've been looking at them recently to be like, ah, maybe we'll pick something up. Okay, quick question. How are they in the snow? They're fantastic. I got a set of snow tires for mine. Now, to be fair, I'm a I'm a religious snow tire guy. Like okay. after spending years of tracking cars, it's it's you can't dick around with tires. Like you got 3,500 pounds of metal. The mm-hmm. only thing keeping that metal stuck to the ground is a strip of rubber. So right. what you invest in the rubber is quality. So if you put good quality snow tires on it, they're great. I know a lot of people that drive my version of my car without snow mm-hmm. tires, they're happy. And that's okay. fine. But I, I choose to go snow tires, and it's been unstoppable. Now, is it going to go up a mountain road where you know a Chevy pickup is going to do a lot better? Absolutely right. fucking not. Like You, you got to be conscious about what you're doing but i, I do a lot of city more city yeah like city yeah city snow driving yeah i'm not yeah, if you're in urban areas or you visit the countryside with the roads that are plowed you're gonna be mm-hmm. fine cool but obviously you won't uh you, you won't i mean you can i mean i got a lot of pictures of that thing hitting the the muds and stuff but i think if you're a person who does a lot of rural country driving and mm-hmm. you know you go out and visit a bunch of people or you go out of town a lot right mm-hmm. um, a subaru would suit you better fuel economy size and reliability so the Subaru won't catch on fire randomly or usually prevent you from getting there. Nice. A Volkswagen yeah. is exciting, you know, at any time. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I can't make it. I'm fucking on the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. I fucking see, hate getting places on time reliably all the time. It's annoying. I, see, I'm, I'm a Subaru fan because I, I, at one point in, actually, I bought it brand new with 30 six miles on it, a Subaru Impreza back in 98. That car was like, it did everything. It all-wheel drive. I was in the snow. I was testing it out. Thing, that thing was badass. It was super badass. You know, little... The other thing, this is what I liked about it as well, is that I had the Impreza, which is a small... I think mine was a two-door. Um, so I had, you know, the small little Impreza. Uh, I knew somebody that had the... Ah, what is the the wagon? The uh, Outback. Yeah, yeah. And they, they were gone. They're like, hey, you know, can you house it? You know, you can use my car if you want to. So I'm like, well, of course, I'm going to try out the Outback because it's a larger version of... You know, and it's a wagon, so... I'm like, okay, it's going to drive like a wagon. That thing drove like the freaking sports car. You know, like the little compact car. I was super impressed. And so to me, like, I've driven a Forester... Uh, the Impreza and the Outback, and I like the way all of them handled. I haven't driven a Crosstrek yet, so I don't know if that's any different, but I'm assuming Subaru seems to be on a trend of keeping a certain sort of feel when you drive their cars. The Crosstrek is a little floaty, but only because it's been given the suspension bump, the high ride height, but right. it's not it's not a fault because you get in a Jeep Wrangler, and at any given times, the wheels will decide where they want to be, and then you'll <laughs> die. So, you know what? I'd rather die on a cross track, which doesn't choose where it wants to be. Dude, speaking of Jeep, we have a Jeep Liberty. I know what you mean. I, that car feels floaty like the Lincoln Town car that I had. Yeah. But the difference is the Lincoln Town car, the floaty was luxurious. The Jeep Liberty, the floaty's like, are we going to die today? Oh, no. But see, that's not a fault. That is a perk. And let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. Because as soon as you hit the off-road portions, you'll float through that shit too. So you don't even know when the cliff's coming unless you're looking out the window. Right? <laughs> See, there's a genius to Jeep's suspension design. So so note to self, when I go to drive this stupid car off the cliff, yeah. I have to make sure I'm paying attention out the window because I'm not going to know when it's there. The only reason you'll know you're over the cliff is because if you look out the window and things are just moving in a certain direction. Yeah. Okay. That floaty suspension is there to mask the fact that death could be imminent. Any time. <laughs> death could be imminent. Death is nice. Yeah, Dude. she keeps she keeps threatening to just like I want to launch it off a cliff. I'm like, you know that's illegal. We can't talk about it where it's recorded. I mean, um, if it ends up off a cliff, <laughs> it ends up off a cliff. Right. Hey, it, you know. <laughs> 
what it happened was. Yeah. It, I, I, was, I forgot I to put the parking brake on, okay? That was my fault. <laughs> okay, I left it oh, drive with the parking brake off. You just brought back traumatic memories? Okay. When I was a kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, my parents had a, a Jeep uh, Wrangler. And we were going into the, the mountains in California. So we were up in the, the mountains. And there was, uh, you know, because back in the 80s, they, there was no such thing as how many people could fit in a car at one time. Seatbelts weren't really, they were an option, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. So there were the parents in the front seat. And then there's the back bench with little wheel wells. And there was one, two, three, four, five kids in the back climbing all over each other, hanging out. <laughs> and there was a little like I was the smallest, so there was a, that little gap between the the back seat and that you know back end. So sometimes I would climb back there because we could jungle gym in that car. Anyway, here's the traumatic memory of the you know cliff and jeep and e brake, and it was a stick. They pulled up to this turnout, you know, to overlook the beautiful scenic. You know, we're ten thousand feet up on a mountain or whatever, right? You know, like oh, it's so pretty. And the parents wanted to go look at it and told the kids to stay in the car. I kind of think they were trying to get rid of. Us, and it didn't work it was at an angle right they pulled the car up behind the turnout dropped off a cliff you know like it would have tumbled down they hop out and the car starts rolling backwards towards towards the cliff <laughs> and the oldest kid in the car i think he was like nine or ten dives forward you know like like he's swimming to the brake and so he's upside down holding the brake with his hands because the Jeep skidded to a stop in the dirt with all those kids headed towards the cliff, you know. And then it felt like five minutes later, but, you know, pretty quickly the parents come running, you know, my, my mom and stepdad come running over. Oh, my goodness, what happened? And we're like, no, no, you were trying to get rid of us. I, we, we're aware. We're on to you guys. <laughs> but that was scary as shit, man, because I was the kid in the very back watching, hey, there's a cliff coming. We're going down there. And it's getting closer. Right? We're moving. No. Not a fault, but a feature. <laughs> Jeep. <laughs> I think you're going to have to bleep that out because they're also going to come after you guys. <laughs> Jeep, we got your new commercial. We got you. All right. Oh, damn. No, they actually, Jeep, even nowadays, they had the... Um, the, the young, um, I think he's Russian, but he was in the Star Trek movies, and it killed him because he was getting his mail, and he parked his Jeep on the driveway, and the parking brake failed, and it, or no, it's it's not a parking brake, because the new Jeeps have a, um, a shifter that's a dial, it's just a little round dial, you, oh, okay. and it doesn't engage park correctly, or it doesn't, like... There's no feedback to the user that, hey, I'm in park. Kind of like when you pull on your shifter, you can tell right. that you're in park. Yeah. It's a little dial. So I, he thought he put it in park, but it was actually in neutral. And it rolled down and crushed him and killed him. Like he was, He's in the new J.J. Oh, Abrams Star Trek movies. Yeah, but it, sad for him and right. condolences. But yeah. your Jeep story about parking brakes and Dude. Jeep just rolling around and like murdering yeah. people. That's a thing. Like that's not, your event was not exclusive to just you. You were not alone. Isn't isn't like putting a car in park kind of like an important part of having a car? It, it is. And that's the problem is that so when you when you put your car in park, you know it's in park, right? You're like yeah. boom, 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 right. it's in park. Yeah. With those dials, it's a little it's a little ring that you turn. It's just a small little dial and you just click it, but it doesn't give a feedback to confirm to the user that it's in park. So it lights up the park, but it's actually not in park. So it's a failure on Jeep's end. They had to recall all those cars and go fix the switches. Look, and nowadays, I want a big thing yeah. that goes, Boom, you're in park. Like I yeah. want to, I want to know. I want an alert to come up, sir, you were in park. Thank you, Jeeps. Like yeah. I want to know. 
that I'm in like, park. Samuel like, Jackson's voice should pop up on the speaker and say, park, motherfucker. And then you go, right. oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I know I can leave my car now. And tell Samuel Jackson calls me a motherfucker. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Well, it's like that that monster that we drove. The, the, you know, I was like, hey, did you put on the park? Like, she put it in park, right? So it was in park that we knew. But I was like, did you put on the, the emergency brake, right? Because yeah. I like to use that when I park. I, I I have friends that have done stupid things with the remote starters that didn't have their emergency brake on and, and bad things happen. So I love making sure, you know, you pull up that lever, you know that it's locked in. Yeah. And I remember her going, I don't know where it is. So I'm like, what do you mean you don't know where it is? It's either on the foot or it's on a, a lever. Neither. There it's was a little, no foot it's a little switch, right? It's a button. Yeah. And it doesn't even like there's no real like like let you know. It's just a little light comes on and I'm like, yeah. I don't I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> like the Mazda this, won't roll away. I can promise you that. Okay. Yeah, I like Mazdas. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of Mazdas as well, but it was uh, it love, was unnerving. Like, I wanted to put little Mazda. parking blocks behind the tires, you know, just to make sure, like, is that yeah. really there? Like, I love the sound of pulling up. I mean, I also like drifting, so I love the e-brake anyway. Yeah. The but I love the sound of dick, 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 dick. You know, you know that that bitch is engaged because yeah, it's just told you, I am engaged now. You know what I mean? Like, it yells at you. <laughs> That's the Samuel Jackson of e-brakes, right? <laughs> <laughs> more sounds more like Wally getting off. But... <laughs> like, oh, okay, hey, buddy. okay, Wally. Ooh, all right, you Wally went a little past PG thirteen, didn't you, there, bud? Uh, or like the old Ford trucks, where it's this big pedal that you press on with your foot, and it's just, oh, yeah. you know, like that lets you know your car's not going anywhere unless this breaks. But your car's not going anywhere. That's nice. Come on, you gotta make those things aware. You know, like, really let people know it's in park, the emergency brake is on. Those are, to me, maybe I'm old, but those are important things. No, we, we like our buttons. I mean, I, sh- I was shooting pictures uh, for Honda, and all the new uh, the new Civics, the Accords, for two years, I think for 2020, they, you know, like your volume knob and mm-hmm. your, what we're used to as buttons, they're all capacitive now. They're all touch capacitive. Okay. So you're driving, and you don't, you're not looking at your, because you should be able to drive and change your volume uh-huh. without even looking at the knob. Right. You know, you just reach over and you know it's there. But being yes. capacitive buttons, they just they don't even respond well. So people are poking all over their dash. And so that was a big complaint. Honda was trying to go to buttonless design. And then 2021, they had to bring the knobs back because people were so upset. And that yes, tells please. you, it's like, yeah, not everything can be touchscreen. Like, you got to have some buttons. Seriously, especially with touchscreen, when you have a flat surface seat, take example, the keyboard on your computer, right? Mm. The keyboard on your computer, you got little nubs on what J and F. They let you know where to put your fingers, right? Most keyboards do. They have a little, like, so you can feel without looking. Yeah. When you have a flat, like I'm thinking Tesla, right? They got pretty much a giant iPad in there. Mm -hmm. You, it's a flat surface. Like you can't feel and go, okay, I'm on the power button. I'm on the, you know, volume button. I'm on whatever. Right. So you have to look at it. Like you have to look at it. And I would much rather be able to keep my eyes dead on the road. Just like you're saying, like grab the volume knob or the old school. I mean, I'm saying old school because it's what we have. But, you know, the stereo where you can yeah. feel the different presets for, you know, what, what radio station you want to listen to. Yeah, you to know. Or, you just know. You reach over yeah. and you know. Eyes on the road thing to me. Like, I'm a big eyes on the road person. Like, I like, you know, the whole you're, you're driving a couple thousand pound piece of metal. I like to be aware. <laughs> <Yeah>. of, <laughs> a big metal you know, missile. Right? <laughs> I, got, I like to keep my eyes on the road in case, you know, something. I don't 
don't care. There's something, you know, I, I want to be aware. Like the whole self-driving thing. Have you been in a self-driving car? Yeah. Did you make it self-drive? Yeah. What now, did you think? Of it? Okay. So there's two camps. There's, right. So obviously okay. being an automotive guy, racing uh-huh. cars, I don't want to see the death of our, I, I feel like when you get your driver's license, it was such a, it's an opportunity to go to to have some some level of freedom right like you have mm-hmm. your license like like you it's not even gonna go do anything bad you're like i'm just gonna drive to my friend's house yeah. we're gonna go to walgreens and yes. buy like all the fucking licorice <laughs> that they have and go sit at the park but be, the allowance of that power is so incredible i don't want that taken away okay but that being said i was driving on the highway going to a photo shoot it was a nice nice 96 degree day mm-hmm. very dry sun's out it is the perfect condition for nothing to go wrong and somehow there were two cars that were going in the same direction, managed to hit each other and end up on the side of the road. Okay. And at that moment, I was like, okay, autonomous car driving can't come soon enough because like we came and managed to go in the same direction on a dry ass fucking day. Like these two guys in two trucks, no, nothing against trucks, but they just decided that at some point they're going to get to know each other in the biblical way Intimately, using their vehicles. Yeah. And then they ended up on the side of the road and I, and I was, it just blew me away. So, you know, distracted driving is a whole nother problem. That's also, so, yeah, that's user error. That's the ID 10T error code. <laughs> that's like, I'm sorry. Like, just I'm picturing, I'm a very visual person. Mm. So, I'm picturing a nice, straight, comfy drive and going, hey, look, wham. You're like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even a go, curve. It was just straight. straight. Just, <laughs> you don't even have to check your mirrors when you're going straight. I mean, I, I encourage that everybody use your mirrors, but yeah. you don't even have to. Just keep going straight. <laughs> I was in the middle lane, and then these two cars, these two trucks, one in the far left lane and one in the right lane, decided to merge together to join to like a. I don't know, like symbiotic relationship was to, to meet together, you know? At one moment, this is the only time in my life I saw where a Chevy wanted to mate with a Dodge. Uh, and it was a cohesive moment. I mean, like, the metal grinding against each other, the sparks, oh, the sudden God. shock. You know, like that Kermit the Frog meme where it's like, I want to look at people and see how they, like, if they are as stupid as they look as yeah. they drive. Yeah. It was that moment where I just pictured two Kermit the fucking Frogs looking at each other. <laughs> See, that's almost though like I'm thinking if you're in a uh, you know a, a car driving itself, be a perfect moment for you to sit there with your camera going, oh my god, <laughs> just get all the perfect shots of the idiots, and then of course go on your computer and put two Kermits in there looking at each other. <laughs> you Would you like to fuck shot. today on the freeway? <laughs> Why yes. You go first. No, you will go together. <laughs> Let's oh, come gosh. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no Miss Piggy needed. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, the, the, it was a, a Cadillac CT, uh, C, CT5, and it was a super cruise system. So, okay. there's one thing that a lot of consumers get mixed up about um, autonomous driving. Mm-hmm. There's different, um, like level one, level two, level three. And if I remember right, level four or five is truly autonomous. I mean, the car makes all the call shots. Okay. No car okay. actually does that yet. And no manufacturer has the balls to claim. They want to advertise. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you start looking at the paperwork, they say, you know, like even Cadillac system is a level four where it will accelerate and mm-hmm. it will it will um, merge, but it won't be making full turns for you. Like it won't do a 90 degree turn from a left turn, like protected turn it won't do that okay and that's that's the problem is and it's hard i think about this all the time because you know i'm raising a daughter and i want her to experience automotive in in a non-electronic way Mm -hmm. you know kind of old school but although i'm very i'm for i'm like i'm for electric cars i'm Mm -hmm. for the future 
Right, but right, right. we're not giving young people incentive to be excited about cars anymore. One, they're too fucking expensive for everybody. Dude, seriously, though. Yeah, you can't find a car under $10,000 that's not going to instantly explode on fire when you're looking at the picture of it on Facebook Marketplace. Dude, I've been looking. Yeah. I've been looking. I can I can totally agree with what you just said. I'll see one where it's 7000 bucks, and I'm like, okay. What's wrong with it? It has three wheels. The transmission already fell out. There's a raccoon that lives in the front, and he charges rent to you. Like it's <laughs> this shit. Like, this shit ain't right. I have to like, give you healthcare too. Fuck. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you buy the car and it's added expenses to take care of the the raccoon. Then you realize the raccoon's a mom and has eight kids. It's just. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, at this point, I think we're like trying to figure out if if our car is even if it's even worth our money to turn the car in to get a more expensive car that's probably going to break down in less than a year, or if yeah. we should just fix the one we have. Like, like it, put all that money into. Like, I, I think fixing it is the answer only for now. I mm-hmm. I'm hoping next year would be better because of the supply chain issue. Because what you're really facing is new cars can't be made because semiconductors aren't available. So if new cars aren't being made, all these people that are trading in their old cars for new cars can't do that. So they're hanging on their old cars. And that's what's been skyrocketing the value for all of us. Is, right. You know, you can't find a good used car. It's it's either complete junk or complete expense. Like, it's nuts. Like, it tripped me out when I saw a car that was, it was like 9000 bucks. And I forget, it might have been a, a Subaru. It might have been a Mazda. I don't remember. But I was just like, okay, you know, this is, this is, the car was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is kind of weird. Okay, maybe it's got all the belts and whistles. Mm-hmm. No, it had 200,000 miles on it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Your 10-year-old car with 200,000 miles, which is way overdriven to begin with, mm-hmm. still is selling for $10,000 when I could go out and buy that one brand new for about double the price. Like, yeah. what the hell's going on? But, yeah, that makes sense. Like, people aren't turning their cars. The, the, the prices are going up, which I think is shitty. But, you know, it is what it is. Business right. is business. They do their thing. It is frustrating because the amount of money that we would put into our vehicle to fix everything. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going, like, everything. Yeah, um, to make top it, to bottom. Yeah, to make it. It, uh, to make it a car that'll because it has our car and this is what i'll say while we we are like this shit i want to drive it off a cliff the thing's gone for one hundred eighty thousand miles and it's still going so you know it i'll give it that a lot of cars barely yeah but they they shit out at 130 140 150 000. so this is closing the gap to two hundred thousand. if we were to put all the money into it the thing would probably go another hundred like it's you know it's got some some quality parts to it do i want to put that into that car but you know maybe we will just hold off for another year and see if prices go down and i'm not above buying something that's maybe eight years old for a decent price and then putting new parts into it to me i I don't have to have the newest car i love them you know i love buttons i absolutely love i this isn't a moment of pride it's a moment of my inner child coming out when i don't say about about 15 years ago, I had a business I was doing really, really well, and I wanted to get a nicer car. You know, I was like, I, I can get it. So I went shopping around for cars, and I ended up buying a Range Rover, not because I totally needed a huge, bulky piece of machinery, mm. but because when I got in, there were so many freaking buttons that i was like i can spend the next year pressing all these buttons i want this car like that was a deciding factor on buying this vehicle it ended up great because i lived in the mountains and the the driving in the snow that is the best vehicle i've ever used driving in the snow was a range rover i freaking loved it it had this neat little feature where you could change the suspension while you were driving oh, yeah. um, 
And then, like, when you parked, it was exit assist or something like that. You hit it, and it would drop the car all the way down. Yep. So I felt like, you know, the old school low rider, like, you know, hopping out of the car. <laughs> it was pointless because I didn't need it, but, boy, was it fun. <laughs> well, you got better car purchase stories than I do. I, I make terrible automotive decisions. I once <laughs> bought a 1997 Chevy Camaro IROC out of oh. Hayden, Idaho, from a pictureless uh, Craigslist ad where I was held at gunpoint for a minute by a bunch of people in a trailer park. I still got the car, and it was fine, but it, Wait. I think it was probably involved in a murder is why it was such a cheap, good find. <laughs> so but then I come to go- find out that when I got the car, the engine that's supposed to be in it wasn't even in it. It's totally a, it, it was blown up at some point, and another engine was in there, so and I, had to, I had to sell the car. But uh, Never okay, buy no, no, a car no. sight unseen at <laughs> night. I'm just saying. <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> you never Look, know who gonna, has good. I was going to say I make poor cars sometimes too because my first car was a Pontiac Sunfire, but no, you got me beat. Oh yeah, I I cars I've always whenever I see a good deal on a, a cool old car and I'm just mm-hmm. like you where I don't need a 20 whatever year it is, I don't need yeah, that yeah. year. There's really yeah. no point in buying a brand new car in my head no. half the time. Yeah. So like, you know, give me something 15 years old if it's got some character or something fun. I don't give a shit. I'll die in it. Let me go pick right. it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I've had one brand brand new car. You know, the my Subaru Impreza. Brand yeah. new. That was it was freaking sweet. The one thing I found out though is that you can't really test the engine out till it's gone over like two or three hundred miles because yeah. the issues and, and that pissed me off because I get in it and I'm like, of course I want to do donuts. I just got this car. Can't do it. And so like having a pre-broken in car, mm-hmm. you can just buy the car and do donuts. It's beautiful. Like that's it's something I think about. It is. <laughs> New new Corvettes actually um, have a three thousand mile break in period for the motor. Oh my and goodness! The 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 um the tack is digital and it actually limits your red line until you go over your braking period. Then it'll actually give you your full seventy five hundred thousand RPM. But before so it's that, like, yeah. it's, it's like safety lock, so it will break in properly. It's pretty. So it's it's like pretty a, slick. Um, Built in governor for yeah. the first three thousand. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so, it makes sense. It saves, you know, the engine so some dumbass like me can't just take off and do donuts and ruin the engine and all that other good stuff. I think there should be a thing you can sign that say, I'm fully committed to doing a donut prior <laughs> right. to 3,000 miles. Right. And it's like, you know, the dealership's just like, hey, okay, if you do, that's fine. We just can't cover your oil changes, you know? He's voided like, yeah. warranty. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> this shit was voided the day I signed for it. <laughs> I did have a, a Lincoln Town car that, that I would love to own again for one major reason. See, my, my my car choice is usually for little petty things. I don't know, yeah. but little things that make me giggle. The Lincoln Town car that I had had a built-in phone with a cord on the, the bottom. Like it was an old school Lincoln Town car, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it, it like it had a car phone. And not like a cell phone now where you put it in your pocket. Like it was attached to the floorboard of the car on this little hump. You picked it up. It had a little like it clicked in. You unclicked it and it had a telephone cord, the spirally telephone cord. And you could make phone calls. And I I never used it because obviously the service just wasn't active by the time I got it. Right. But the simple fact that I could sit at a light and fuck with people on my corded phone. (laughs) It was like... You know, just just looking over at people, and they're like, "He has a cord on his phone, Sally. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. <laughs> He's a drug dealer." <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually love that car. I had uh, it had a four point six V eight, 
and so did the Range Rover that I had. And there was a moment, um, the person that I was with at the time, we were, we were um, I think we let somebody borrow um, one of the cars and we were going to go pick it up. We lived in the mountains, northeast of, at the bottom of Mount Baker, way on the other side of, of Washington. There was a long straightaway in the, you know, the back country with farms on both sides. And I was behind the other person and I was like, I want to get in front of them for, you know, shits and giggles, not because I need to. So I floored it, you know, but got back a little bit so that I had that speed to catch up to, to whip around them. Cause I knew if I just took off, they would do the same thing. And, and that's it. What ended up happening as I was like passing them, I heard the engine of the Lincoln just, you know, they floored it as well. And I'm like, oh shit. So we're on this back country, two lane road. I'm going in the opposite direction that I should be <laughs> doing about 110 114 and there was this spot on the road and i had forgotten about it because i actually wasn't thinking about it because i thought i was going to get an easy pass right where the road when they built it it just went up maybe like a a three four foot you know slow incline and then leveled off it was just you know i don't know if drainage for a farm or whatever when you go over it normally it's a little wee you know like no big deal (laughs) when you go over it 100 miles an hour (laughs) your tires come off the ground So I'm in a Range Rover, airborne, <laughs> and I'm like, don't die today. Like... <laughs> and then at the end of this straightaway, there's a inclining, I, I wouldn't say, i say like a 70 degree turn. And you definitely can't make it at 100. That's not a, like, that's a go in the ditch kind of turn. Mm. And so I'm like edging, edging, you know, because I'd already gotten that start. So I'm ahead now, about 10 feet ahead of the, the Lincoln. But I didn't want to just merge over and hit my brakes because that's an accident waiting to happen. And so I was waiting for them to break so that I could get over and they weren't breaking. And I'm like, Fuck it, we're both going to die. I'm, I'm, I'm committed now. I'm committed to both of our deaths. Let's just go for it. <laughs> The last minute they hit their brakes, I hit my brakes. We're like right around this corner. <laughs> uh, but I love the cars. Like I love both of them because the engines, like they were big beasts. They got like 12, 14 miles to the gallon. Like they were, yeah. it was back when that point hit where gas went up to five bucks a gallon, you know, like 15. Oh, yeah, the first bike. Yeah. So it was around then. So I was, I, I wasted at least 20 bucks on that little. <laughs> a little pull but it, the engines were so much fun and that's been for me like having had a car like that compared to small cars that i usually you know appreciate and enjoy there is such a difference in that big fucking power compared yeah. to a, a smaller but powerful engine right like there's it's like a big bear and an antelope both of them can go for it but man that big bear growl of of a large engine it's just so much fun like i wish i could put that into like a you know old Mazda protege and you know put wheelie bars you on. could <laughs> like, can you really put like a like a v6 into our v8 into oh a, yeah i mean we i stuck v8s and everything that shouldn't have I, I got a mazda miata and i stuck a chevy v8 in it and no way the dumbest thing i ever did in my life <laughs> what yeah, because they they have kits out there. They're um, it's a, I think it's a company called LS Miata, but that you put GM eight cylinder engines into a tiny Mazda Miata, and it's so heavy in the front, and it's got mm-hmm. so much power that it lights like you could light up the tires in fourth gear being on the freeway. You could just put your foot down, and the rear tires would spin. Is it so, well? Is that considered street legal once you do it, or is that just for racing? It passed emissions. Oh <laughs> so my goodness! It had all turn signals. I think it's street legal. Now, <laughs> is it a is it a smart street legal choice? That's I mean, but at the same time, you got guys on street bikes that make three hundred horsepower, you yeah. know, ripping down the highway. Yeah. Is it street legal? I mean, it is. Does it sensibly, right. you know? So it's kind of one of those things where I don't. People want to do what they want to do with their cars as long as they're not putting me in danger. I'm generally pretty okay with it, you know. Got you. 
which as actually ironically being a big car guy and getting in trouble for street racing i will say this to like anyone who is into cars that take it to the track like really it's not worth endangering fucking everybody you know it's cool with you and your buddies at midnight on the freeway i get that yes yeah but i mean it's like what 3 p.m on a wednesday rush hour traffic you got a mom and kids in the van i mean you know just make your choices i'm not saying don't speed i'm just saying yeah yeah, yeah. be conscious of what's going on around you yeah, no, be aware of the other people. Don't don't fucking kill people. How about that? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, like rush hour. I'm going through a school zone. I got like Subaru STIs weaving in and out racing each other, and it's Ugh. like, bro, come on. But I get it. You know, you're young. You got a hard on for driving fast. Dude, there's that. There's that rush. I mean, there's definitely a rush of of going really freaking fast and, and yeah. you know doing that thing. There's there was a time that we were uh, coming back from Seattle, uh, driving over. I probably shouldn't give all details in case the statute of limitations hasn't gone. But anyway, going from Seattle <laughs> back to home. <laughs> but it's like one o'clock in the morning. Zero people. Yeah. Except yeah. for one other guy. We're on this stretch of freeway. Yeah. You know, we were on the freeway, and that's when I had my uh, my RX-7, mm-hmm. right? So the thing isn't totally known for speed, speed, you know? Like, it's, it's for me, it was more of a drift car and, and cornering. Like, I had a lot of fun with that. But my buddy, he had wanted to drive it, and I was like, yeah, go for it, you know? Because I was, like, he was a really good driver. He had a, a Infiniti G20 that he had modded out that was so much fun. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we, we let each other drive. Like, there were very few people that drove my car. He was one. I was like, go for it. So we're driving. I'm in the passenger seat, and the Corvette comes up next to us, right? And they're just, they're cruising. They're not, like, anything. And I'm like, yo, do me a favor. Clutch in, rev your engine for a second, and then keep going. And so he did it, and the passenger looked over real quick. And I was just like, you know, go, go. Yeah, let's it. do this. Yeah. Just starts, the dude starts cracking up. Right, he just starts laughing. Obvious reasons. It's a fucking Corvette. I'm in a Mazda RX-7. Like, there's obvious reasons for him to be laughing. And I told my buddy, I'm like, just fucking go for it, dude. Just go for it. So he, you know, drops it in the fourth. I even, I think he even like popped it in the third for a second to get that little jump. Fourth, we're like, we're flying, and we because we took off. You know, we're like, fuck it, right. we ain't waiting. You know, it's a Corvette. <laughs> we ain't fucking waiting. <laughs> can take take off long ass straight away and he's you know fourth going into fifth we're doing at least 110 i think we got up to a little over 120 and all i hear is mm. <laughs> <laughs> corvette you know i was like damn <laughs> like we were parked compared to him you know just roll. oh yeah and, I mean, just the power on some of them oh it was nuts what was the, like they were they were cool like past easily you know just and then I see them slowing down, and then we're next to each other, still doing ninety miles an hour. And they're just like, "Yeah!" And I'm like, "You killed us," you know. Like, but it was fun. It was no cars on the road, nobody's getting hurt, no danger, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, like those sort of things. I'm like, "Yeah, if you want a street race, do that." You know, when I drifted, it wasn't on a track, um, but I usually did it between the hours of like two and four in the morning. Yeah. I did. I hardly ever did it during the day because one, I didn't want to hit somebody. Two, you know, I don't know where the cops are sitting. That sort of thing. At least at night, right. you usually see lights. You know, if there's there was a corner that I would do, especially when it rained, because it was this perfect. The road made a ninety degree turn. I could see headlights coming from way, yeah. back, you know, because it was there was trees, so like you could see if, if it was pitch black, nobody was there because I don't think there were even street lights there, right. um, you know. So you'd see if there were cars. But I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like track uh, track racing, while it may not be the cool street racer, it's still you know an honest way to do it, and you still get fuck. You can you can push as hard as you can. Yeah. And actually with track racing, you really, if, if you, if you're street racing now, you know what, like, again, I'm not gonna, I'm not anyone's keeper, right? Like, uh-huh. hey, right, right. I, I just say make good choices. So if it's one in the morning and you, you and your bros and your STIs and you're flying on the freeway, ain't nobody around. It's not, right. I'm not going to be mad at you. Do you? Boo-boo. Uh, yeah. 
But I mean, you know, you can't come ripping down a residential, you know, at 90 miles an hour, and there's just like it's all houses, you know, yeah, which people do around here, and it kind of sucks. But I, where I'm at, you know, the road I live on. Oh yeah, I can't tell you how many times I hear Rome, and I'm like, well, we we did have it the other day, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, last month, whatever. Somebody went in the river, and and uh, I was like, I would feel bad, but it actually takes some effort to get into that river because they have a lot yeah. of big rocks all along there to stop people yeah. from going. So whoever did it put a lot of effort into getting in there. I think if you're driving a massive, like a hot velocity into the river, that's Darwin at work. Like that is just, that's Darwinism. That's just what it is. It's like people ride bicycles late at night wearing all black clothes and then cut into like the road as I'm driving. Darwin at work. Like, like, I, I'm a cyclist. I like cycling, but come on, man. Yes. We were, the, the other night we were, we were going by division and I didn't even see him. I was in the passenger seat, but I hear her go, what an idiot. And like, as he comes into focus in the shade, a dude all in black in the car lane, like not off to the side, but in the car lane, just cruising <laughs> along on a bike. And I'm like, bro, like I would have hit your ass. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad she was looking. Dude, I almost hit an entire group of people last night. We did. Like, what the hell was that? Were they lime scooters? No, no. They probably should have been oh. but there was what like eight ten of them and they were crossing the road at a place where there was no crosswalk right after a turn but they weren't like in a group or in a single file they had spread out on the road was that a flock like, of asian people surprise no no, no oh, it was okay. like um asians are known to do that i'm just i <laughs> i know this a few of them looked like they had some gray hair but i would say in their 50s all the way down to like 20s and 30s like they were old oh. enough to know to look both ways and use a crosswalk right they were old <laughs> enough to know <laughs> But like, what I mean by spread out is there were some people almost all the way to the middle of the street, and then some people still on the sidewalk. Like they had spread out, like they were a parade, and they were going to take over the street. And I see him. I'm in the passenger seat. She's driving, and I'm like, "Should we stop?" And she's like, "No, fuck them." <laughs> I would have fucking hit him if he walked in there. And I'm like, fist bump, that's my girl. Get him. <laughs> they made their choice. I'm making mine. <laughs> Look, if you're gonna cry, and it was like freaking 10 30 11 o'clock at night if you're gonna cross in the middle of the freaking road there was no cars in front of me and none behind me like they could have literally waited 15 seconds and i would have oh, been waited. gone and they could have safely crossed yeah they waited when i almost <laughs> hit their butt like <laughs> this road could have been yours but now it's off because <laughs> <laughs> like the yours. people were gonna go Standard until blood. i realized that she wasn't like the accelerating didn't stop you know what i mean like we came around the corner you heard the car accelerate they started walking like they were just gonna walk in front of us and i saw the dude like recognize that engine still revving and just sort of stop <laughs> we're like oh, oh my <laughs> You saved everyone's life, buddy, you dumbass. Dude, the look said, I got, they... though, the look, the look, he was so pissed. He was so pissed at me because I didn't stop for him to cross the street. And I'm like, go down the block and use the crosswalk next time. I'll stop there. Well, it's funny you say that because I was in Japan. And uh, and that's why I said, was it a bunch of Asian people? Because I was with a group of photographers and we're helping uh, shoot like a little school documentary thing. Mm -hmm. And so all these... Uh, probably like 15 to 18 year old uh school kids in uniform they it was weird you'd watch and they would swarm as a group and they would just they they don't give a fuck about the road they just oh okay they, we just cross now irregardless of traffic or anything like that so it always made me think i asked one of the guys i was with i, was, I said is this is this like culturally normal he's like yeah yeah it's pretty normal it's like how are the road laws like how do they feel about like pedestrians here and i love it i, I still think about it to this day he says here in japan if you get hit by a car it's usually your fault mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Seriously though. Seriously yeah. though. <laughs> That's just it is. It's a cultural like it's like in in New York, right? Mm. Cars are going all over the place, but when the white guy pops up and says walk, you walk without looking. Yeah. You just do it because everybody has to stop. You know, when the red <laughs> hand comes up, you stop. That's just that's just how it is. And even if there's cars coming, nope, I can walk. I'm in the crosswalk. I'll sue you. You know, like you have that that cultural mentality of yeah. if the white guy says walk, I walk. Where over there, dude, if they just swarm out into the street, like Yeah, and it's and they fully know that if they get hit, it's their fault. But is that like population control? I know it sounds bad, but is it like I don't know? I think this is the same country that gave us Godzilla. So you you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, true, true. I got a buddy that's a huge, huge. Just Godzilla made me think about like literally his living room wall has like old school Godzilla posters, and and me and me and uh, Mandy we we did a custom piece for him. You know, right? Tagged Godzilla. You know, out, and then she did like this tribal line um, piecing of Godzilla and uh, sent it over to. Him, like an 11 by was a 14 by 20 no 11 by 17 print and uh i get a picture from him and it's now framed in the center of his living room i'm like dude oh, wow. i made it on someone's wall like legit it was pretty dope <laughs> actually was, fun, cool. fun you say godzilla um cultural uh education moment for those who don't know but godzilla for the japanese people was actually a whole nation trying to understand and actually overcome the fact that they are the only country in the world that ever got a nuclear bomb dropped on them godzilla is an evolved version of the komodo dragon that's kind of like their thing but for a lot of americans and stuff we see godzilla it's kind of like oh it's so cool and it is uh-huh. and I, I love me some godzilla asian heritage right. But it's not just like entertainment for the Japanese people. Like he's a mascot, but he actually represents a lot about social healing and kind of like a nation trying to grapple with like radiation and telling stories through that. So it's actually Godzilla is a huge thing, not just because it's a cool show, but there's a deeper connection for especially Japanese people and just their history. I mean, it is the only country in the world that has had a nuke dropped on them and has had to evolve and move on from it. So when you think about Godzilla again, next time you look at some of the cultural relevance of it, it's pretty incredible. So See, now we go back and watch them. No, that's freaking awesome. Like that's that's one to know. Um, that's like I feel like a star just went over your head. You know, as you were explaining <laughs> NBC. <laughs> the more you know, right? Like that. That's I had no idea about that. Like you saying it, I'm like going through my head, looking at the different movies and the different things. I'm like, it, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. The also the I don't care. I'm gonna go ahead and destroy yeah. everything that I touch. Yeah. That makes sense. That's how they you were know? visually showing the Godzilla destroying the buildings and stuff. And like the artists and the people behind it already knew. They saw it with their own eyes what it looked wow. like a country to be torn apart by, you know, and radiation poisoning or Godzilla spitting the radiation. Uh, right. Out. Yeah. Like it, it's like an interpretive way of like almost like processing trauma for uh-huh. a whole nation to kind of like stand behind. So if you, if you notice Japanese television, if you ever get a chance to watch some of it, it's they always have mascots and stuff representing certain things. Okay. So, and Godzilla is like for a short time. I think for Tokyo Television was a thing, and then they went on to Domo, which is like a little brown turd-looking guy. Yeah, a big Domo fan. So, <laughs> I love the little brown turd-looking guy <laughs> with, the with teeth. teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if you took a shit and then it like it took a shit back at you, like that's Domo. <laughs> they turned and smiled at you. 
Yeah. Like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> please flush, please flush. Uh, that's crazy, though. Like, that that makes sense. And I think it's really neat that they do that culturally, that they use their their movies and TV and stuff like that for those reasons. That's, I mean, it's a lot better than what we have here, where it's just like, hey, if you're not blonde with big tits or, you know, a handsome man with, with a full head of hair and abs, then you're nobody. That's yeah. what we use our TV for, is to, yeah. is to shame everybody into remembering that they're below um that or it's like military like fiction movies that are all about like glorifying like going to war yeah and fucking other countries oh up. My like gosh. you know like i still like obviously like i'm anti-war uh it's just like kind of like how america has went around and did our thing you know it's like hey those motherfuckers look like they need freedom man like let's go over there <laughs> <laughs> the people over there is like we're good yeah we're dealing with our own freedoms right now no 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 no, no. we can help <laughs> watch pew 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 see yep. it is funny it is funny like i'm i'm curious to look at you know, i love uh international films i used to uh, work with the international film festival and so i got to see a lot of stuff from korea from china because uh, in hawaii it's a huge asian culture yeah. huge so the film festival was probably 70 percent asian films yeah. And then, you know, 30, maybe 40%, you know, other films. But it was interesting to see the differences for culture-wise from there, from Europe. There were some, oh, I want to say they were German. Maybe they weren't German. But the the symbolism that they had in them was way different than anything that you see in a, in a regular Hollywood blockbuster. Uh, way different. The endings, the the plots of them super whole different uh and, and i loved it that's where i learned to love films from other places because i i love the way that they would make them and the meanings that they had were always different than what i was used to you know you, yeah. you go you see batman you go see river runs through it you go you know like there's yeah america you know you're used to that <laughs> but then you go see um there was one that it was almost two hours long and it kept you entertained and like just in the whole thing it was a, a european film somewhere like it was a, one of the smaller european countries i remember that the whole thing was experimental music and interpretive dancing with mm. two people and i'm telling you at first i was like okay this might get boring quick <laughs> dude at the end of it i was like i want more it was the craziest thing ever the way they did it yeah. Like it was so freaking beautiful, but they would they told whole ass stories with no words, just classical type piano and, and stringed instrument music and, and a professional ballet slash interpretive dancer. Yeah. The movie was her traveling like onto streets, into a subway, into a house. Like I'm pretty sure you know that the the Pharrell Williams happy song. Oh yeah. You know how he, yeah, yeah, how we did that 24-hour video where it just went from place to place. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he got that idea from the film that I saw 12 years ago. Pharrell Williams makes bank. Like, there's a guy oh, yeah. who was doing, like, hip-hop and stuff before, and then suddenly Universal was like, hey, Pharrell, uh, we kind of need a person of color on board to do some really the best hits. And he's like, yeah, man, I got you. And then that's it. He's All he's done ever since is music for all the um, what was it, DreamWorks films. Dude, he's killing it though. Yeah. Like he's killing it. Pharrell Williams is <laughs> talented. And it's I love funny. it because he, he just does a song for a movie and then he's just he's off. He's off doing his own thing. He doesn't yeah. he's not out there, you know, on the gram or trying to like, you know, get hype. He's just I'm gonna make the song for the next minions movie and then I'm out. At the point that he's at, that dude doesn't need to he, he doesn't need hype. He yeah. you know what I mean? Like he puts shit out, people are like, Oh my gosh, you heard the new Pharrell Williams song. 
You know, yeah. he didn't even fucking advertise it. Yeah. <laughs> he just like he makes it, puts it up, and all of a sudden it's a hit within a week because people are like, "Oh my goodness, he put it up on my last couple of streams." I have the Fro Williams radio, so it just has a ton mm-hmm. of because he makes not all of it, obviously, but he makes a whole lot of upbeat, happy feeling songs. At yeah. least recently, his old stuff I loved, but it's completely different. Than... It's wildly different, and yeah. some people said, "Oh, he sold out," but in my head, I'm like, "You're getting a big paycheck." to do something you like and then you get to spend the rest of your time hanging out with your family or the people you like like i don't that's not a crime that's not a crime at all that's not selling out the only reason why people get upset about people quote selling out is because they got to do something that the people who are mad about it didn't get to do like it's 100 percent just jealousy Mm. dude pay me that i'll sell out my older brother was in a band back in the 90s a punk band so they they lived that punk life you know like we don't sell out for nothing and you know they broke up as most of those punk bands do no offense to the punk bands but you guys know i'm telling the truth the drummer he continued you know because he loved drumming and he worked his way to where he uh, you know was able to afford to buy a studio recording studio and that's what he turned into his business you know bands would come in and he would record them and get paid right but he still did his drumming and everything else and he got well enough known that mind you punk he's down in san diego shania twain was doing a concert and had an issue with her drummer her concert drummer or Mm -hmm. touring drummer somebody reached out to him because he was that well known and said hey she needs one can you do a show with shania twain he saw the the zeros on the check and was like hell yeah and i'm like bro i'm with you like that's not selling like i mean if it is selling out cool fucking cool like i will be a hardcore punk and then put on a fucking cowboy hat and spurs and go play for shania twain i don't give a shit I will be her backup dancer. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not hurting anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I will yell, man, it it feel like a woman. You know, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to do it because, dude, why not be able to help your family live comfortably? Yeah. You're not killing anybody. You're not killing yourself. You know, you're not hurting yourself. You're not hurting anybody. Yep. Hell yeah, man. Like that whole sellout thing. I, I find it funny. I find it funny. You know, it's, yeah, I wouldn't do that for for money. Yeah, Yeah, you would. Anyway, shut up. You just haven't been presented with the opportunity. And that and the other half is it's like that's I think that's part of my Instagram why I talk about all the time is um be excited for people's wins. Man, it is so yes. hard to get wins nowadays. So when someone gets a win, like be excited for them. Like your fucking buddy yes, got a dude. awesome job or he got like a gig that really boosted his status instead of being like butthurt about it fucking support him because like he's been trying that's all he's ever wanted it's not like he wanted to do it to spite your ass like he wanted to do it to take care right. of himself and, you know it's like it's one thing if he's like he calls you every day he's like i'm gonna be successful because fuck you in the ass you know like okay if he does that fine i can see where the bitterness may you know resent from that makes sense yeah that right there that yeah. scenario you're entitled to be butthurt you know if he just texts you every day i'm gonna fuck you up i'm gonna be famous and fuck you up speaking of which i gotta few people to text real quick <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on you motherfucker <laughs> that's actually one of the reasons why i wanted to start doing this this podcast well i thought it'd be fun but two being able to to put people on a platform where you can celebrate their successes to me that's that's a, that's a win yeah. that's a huge win not the last person but the person before that we had on she was a freelance artist that traveled the world doing her freelance art and got into animation and was like ah, i want to get something more stable she moved from toronto to vancouver and now works at the animation studio that does rick and morty 
You know what I mean? Oh, like, wow. I'm like, that's a success I want to fucking celebrate. You know what I mean? Like, I want people to know that you busted your ass yeah. to get to where you are. You know, not a lot of people see the hard work that goes into those successes and the, the sleepless nights or whatever you want to call them, you know, just to get you to go to that place. I love being able to do that. Like, and that's one thing I love about your stories, your Instagram stories. And that's why when you weren't doing them, I was just like, like a crackhead, like, <laughs> come on, man, come on. I need that inspiration, man. <laughs> but like you put legit as let's learn something stories on Instagram, which, you know, to me, it muddles its way through the look at me. I'm cute. I am rich. I traveled somewhere. Look at my car. Look at my hair. Look at my nails. You know, all that dumb shit. You give an actual like, Hey, this is a whole ass story and there's a reason for it and there's a moral to it or, you know, whatever, like how you, how you build it, or this is a person's success. This is sometimes what they go through or just shit to make you think. Yeah. Like, I know that I've texted you whole ass novels afterwards going like, Oh my fucking goodness. You know, like this is, this hit me this way. And um, that sort of thing, because it I does, that. Dude, I, lo- I love that you put them out. Like it's touches people. I mean, it, you know, touched me, touch, touch me, you know, it, uh it anyway it, uh, <laughs> I, i'm all about touching people you know what I mean? <laughs> if i can reach out there and digitally fondle somebody and make them feel better at the end who fucking yes. lost yes, who fucking right. lost you know what i mean who got well, hurt nobody just to let you digitally fondle him all the time <laughs> <laughs> My manager, ladies and gentlemen, my manager. Uh, I think would you like to uh, book in an appointment for digital fondling? <laughs> Contact him at elementsnavagemail.com for your yes. fondle. I'll do package rates, too. You got a family plan? Bring them on over. Fondle, fucking grandma, whatever, man. You want to feel something tonight? You know, deep down inside? Oh, my gosh. Call me. <laughs> Actually, don't. I'll probably be feeding my kid. Trying to figure out how the bottle fits in her face. <laughs> Oh, I'm a visual person. Mm. So that whole thing, there was a scenario <laughs> that happened in my head. It, we're not going to talk about it, though. We're not going to talk about it. Oh, you know you want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn it to rated G for a second. But what you yeah. said about the uh, uh, feeling something, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, social media now, where is it going? And it doesn't look like it's going anywhere good for any of us. Right. So it's like at some point, I don't know, I feel that. It's like what, the whole point was, from day one was for us to connect, right. like th- yes. to make a, a real human connection where you say, hey, I don't know who the hell you are, but, you know, hey, this is something cool. This is something that's a little bit more than just the m- material, right? Because now it's all about clout. I mean, whether you're on TikTok or you're on Insta or anything, you know, it's like I got to get the followers and then I got to get these people to do all this shit. And it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, and, and if someone's succeeding at that, good for them. I'm not going to hate on that again, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. I hope you do well. Right. But... <laughs> yeah. That was completely, but yes. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I'd rather connect with people wherever they are. Talk about something that's real. I think that that's a beautiful thing. I, I looked up my Google is, is <laughs> something it's going to go into a, a history novel somewhere into a museum. Like they're going to be like this fucking dude's history. Um, like this Google <laughs> history, but I was, <laughs> I was looking up, uh, you know, it's like, okay, what does it take to make it on Instagram? You know, like, it's not a big focus. I was just curious. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what do you have to do nowadays? Seriously, I clicked on a YouTube video of somebody talking about it. And what they said was, you go find a very popular video that's trending. You find a way to download it, make it yours, and put it on your own stuff. I was like, wait a minute. This dude literally just said, steal somebody's shit for clout. And I was... I started looking. If you look, there is a ton of videos on on YouTube or not YouTube uh, on Instagram right now that they are not the original posters with thirteen thousand you know views and likes on them and, and 
150,000 views and likes on them that they're not the original poster because it works mm. but it's a clout of unoriginality yeah that's the way i look at it and i'm not worried about clout like i you know at first i was like well you got to get numbers right because right. this is this is what i do for work so i you know i am in that arena and so you know it's tempting to go okay i'm going to get the numbers so i can get the sponsors Right. right. Like that's the, you know, cause that's the real money comes from that. Right. Um, and I've, I've hit a point to where I did it organically in, in a real way and still got the sponsor. So I was just like, all right, cool. I don't have to go steal all this stuff. I don't have to go rip off all these things to it pretty much take somebody else's creativity. Mm. And that to me is what bugs me. Like this is supposed to be a creative atmosphere. Yeah. And if you are stealing somebody else's hard work and creativity, that's not, you being creative that's you taking from them to me that bugs me as an artist you know that's what i do i create right knowing that i've had pictures of mine taken and used somewhere else i'm like wait a minute you gave me no credit you know at, at least talk to me if yeah. someone was to hit me up on dm and be like yo i really like this thing that i drew i want to share it here i'll give you credit you know blah 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 then yeah. i can make that decision to go all right cool or go look at their stuff and realize that they're a scam and say don't you know like but then you have the option right. but finding out like i have a group of friends that do graffiti on instagram like they don't do it on instagram but like that's where i know them from yeah and a couple of the guys they're i don't know if it's their thing or what but they love finding people that have stolen our group's art because this happened to a number of us there's some really good artists in that group and like in the the group chat i'll just see you know hey so and so this person here's their address here's their email they're using your art and they're getting a ton of likes you know they're trying to sell it or whatever and Jeez. so we would all go over there and just mob the comments being like hey you know like that's we know who's this is you're stealing it you know everything else and usually we you know get the post deleted right. um, you know or blocked one or the other <laughs> but it's just that like stealing that creativity it almost seems like social media has turned from like a third of it is creatives a third of it is i'm going to steal it and make it you know as much money as possible mm. and then a third of it's people that just don't give a shit and put stuff up whenever they feel like it and right you know and and the first two i'm cool with you know like i, I don't mind if some creative person has a million likes on their stuff mm. you dude, you made it you did it you did your thing yeah. that's freaking awesome um you know somebody i know puts out beautiful art and has you know seven likes on it Fuck it, dude. You did it. You did your thing. You made your, you know, your piece of art. You put it out yeah. there for people. Put yourself, yeah, put yourself out there. For yeah, sure. like, I, I love that kind of stuff. It's that, that in-betweeners, and I'm like, come on. Yeah. You know, let's not rip each other off. Let's build each other up. Like, that's my mindset on, I'm also an old-school guy, you know. I'm a, not a 21-hip hip fella. You know? I'm an old-school like you, man. I don't. I don't understand anyone under the age of 20. I'm really confused about. So, and I'm slightly intimidated by too, because I know like they're automatically cooler than me. You know, it's like look at this dusty old Asian guy in his Volkswagen Golf. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, this is all I got. Right, right. <laughs> and then you're like, well, what do you drive? My mom's minivan. Fuck, yeah. how are you cooler than me? I don't drive. I take Ubers. I'm, like, oh, I'm not in that income bracket, bro. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I have to drive myself everywhere like a bitch. <laughs> like, when did that become? Like, it used to be I have to walk everywhere. I'm shit. Now it's like I have to drive myself. Yeah. You know? Like, kind of fucking loser. <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean Jeeves doesn't show for you around? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't call Uber Jeeves. I'm just saying. You know, we could be a competitor company because it's all about just making a competitor company now. You know, call Jeeves. Right, right. You're, you don't ask him no more, bitch. You call me. Right, right. <laughs> give Jeeves. you a ride. You don't read your Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a 16-year-old, and I, speaking of, like, you know, the hip kids, I actually hired her to do my, like, commercials and, and some of my 
advertising. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't understand some of the stuff that I see. And she's like, you don't get this. This is so fun. This is so... And I'm like, yeah, I'm your dad. I'm old. Like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> but you do. So create this and I'll pay you. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it's, you know, it's piece work. So like every, everyone that she creates, I pay her, you know, individually for it. Because I feel that that if you work for something, you should be compensated. For sure. Um, you know, I'm not as much as child labor is fun when you have children. It is nice to show them like reward for your work. Child labor uh, on a small scale is acceptable. Yeah. So yeah. if it's your child doing oil changes under an unsecured lift, yes. that's fine. Right. Now, totally. if they're out in a factory pumping out shoes with a little swoosh on them. That's no, where I get yeah. morally outraged. Yeah. yeah. No, screw that with breaks and paying food. No. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> we need them in my garage. Like, look, the little hands can reach the little bolts better than mine. Okay, that's right. I don't care hands. if you don't got the grip. Grab it. <laughs> OSHA, what's that? <laughs> yeah, I can't even spell that. Honey, she's only eight months. The hands are small enough. You know, like, yeah, I get it. Who's paying the mortgage here? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have you said, I need you to do this for me. For what? Because I paid rent. You have a roof over your head. Just do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you are not homeless living under a van by the river. Because so. you're not cold right now. That's why. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you see that snow outside? That's why. <laughs> Speaking of kids, and I don't know if you want to talk about it. If you don't, just be like, no, I don't want to. You're new to that field. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a hell of a change. So had the first child in my life in May. I've never been a baby guy. I've never been a, a kid person. And I, okay. I still am not. That's kind of like the, the differentiating factor that I want to clarify. I'm not a kid person. I'm not like, oh, my God, babies. I don't. Mm-hmm. I love the shit out of my daughter. Like, right. she is fantastic. Is she the cutest thing in the world? Debatable. It's probably like a six out of ten for me. My wife thinks otherwise, but I say like a six out of ten, right? Because I, I, you know, you don't know. You don't. You haven't seen every fucking baby. But right. overall, I, right. I love the shit right. out of her. She's fantastic. But I think it's a disservice to have a child and deny the difficulties. You know how some people they have kids uh-huh. and they're just like, oh, it's the most wonderful thing in the world. And it's usually a selfie of them eating brunch and having yes. mimosas. Like, the kid fuck no, the fuck kid no, it's mimosas. not like that. Yeah. No, like every just, shirt you know, I have is covered in shit. Every shirt I have. The reason why those parents are able to do that is because they give their infants mimosas. Think about the effects of alcohol. That's all I'm going to mm, say. Their mm. kids are passed out and asleep all day. They get to do whatever they want with their friends and go to New York. Yeah, my kid's but, got uh, reflux issues. She's up all the goddamn time. It's like oof. a cycle of misery. Like, you feed her. She's pissed off. She's thrown up. It's terrible for her, and it breaks my fucking heart. Right. But then at the other flip side of the coin is having her. It was I thought it'd be really hard to say, like, oh, I got to, you know, like, slow down on photography, or I really got to juggle how I do gigs now and everything like mm-hmm. that um i thought that was going to be a hard thing it wasn't i instantly as soon as she was born i was as soon as i knew we were going to have a kid uh-huh. it was like i think four months when she was born i just said nope none of that matters it's all bullshit anyways what matters is raising her yep. i'll figure it out and then we'll yep. go on from there so that may be difficult for some people but for that was probably the easiest part that i could make a decision on the rest has been a hell of a challenge so dude dude the finding sleep finding time to remember to eat you aren't alone so like finding time to spend with your significant other that is uh uh, yeah having kids like anybody that's hearing this and doesn't have kids and they they see the facade of everything's perfect after you have a kid please know that that is a really horribly made fake picture that doesn't truly exist hard yeah Yeah, it it really is rewarding rewarding and, and i can say this because my my two oldest are 22 and 23 and i have a 16 year old it's still fucking tough 
Mm-hmm. It is, but like, you know, my, my son, who's 22, he was streaming the other day and I popped in because he's, he's on the other side of the state, so we don't see him as much. But that way I can, you know, see him and say hi, you yeah. know, and, and hey, what's going on and everything else. And he was just like, it, it, it's funny, even being a grown-ass adult, he I heard him and I'm like, he doesn't sound right, you know, because I got my headphones on. I hear him, you know, sniff and I'm like, hey, what's going on? You good? Like, that's still that instinct. I mean, he's a grown-ass man. He, he, he sells real estate, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he does his shit, but I was still just like, what's going on? What's wrong? Like, what can I do? You know, like that instinct. He's like, oh, I got COVID, but I'm at the end of it, you know, so I'm I'm, I'm all right. I, I got medicine and I'm like, dude, fucking call me next time. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. I know you're a grown man, but I'm still dead and I'll do what I can to, you know, help you out. But at the same time, it was refreshing to go, he is grown and he, you know, is taking care of himself and his, his girlfriend, you know, is helping him out and everything else. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, my kid's not dying, but fucking call me. Like, <laughs> you know, like it, it's still there. It's easier because, yeah. you know, he is taking care of himself. But that instinct of how can I help take care of you? Like you were saying, you know, the the feeding, the throwing up and the, the uncomfortability, it breaks your heart because you're like, how can I change this? How can I, yeah. how can I help you? I don't want you to have to go through this. Yeah. That's still there. Once they are all the way out, it does get easier. Having a gorgeous, you know, 16 year old daughter. I'm, I keep saying I haven't gone to jail yet. <laughs> yet is always on there because I'm like, she's still 16. So, you know, I got two more years to go to jail. <laughs> i'm not bailing you out i don't want you to if i'm in there i'm doing (laughs) if i go into jail and they're like what are you in for i'm like some dude fucked with my daughter i'll have the top bunk i'll get some commissary from other people i ain't worried about it i know that i'll be treated well you know well okay i don't know that because i've never actually been to jail but with Um, your field of work though i think you could still do art in jail you know what i mean and that that is something Okay, that would that would because you really got to start looking at the the pros here. Not to say yeah. that you want anything to happen to your daughter, but I'm just saying right, when right, you need right. to make a decision to protect her. Yes, you yes. know, jail is that depend like like if you were a plumber jail would be just a really terrible time like yeah what are you doing you know what i mean yeah like for me i'll be doing nude portraits for other inmates like, <laughs> you know I'm like give me that nokia okay now let's get some lights over here okay now wait wait, wait, wait no, no post like this yeah french girl think french girl yeah, yeah. Just... do you want like a new rap album dropping kind of thing or do you want more like an intimate uh couple session you know what i mean like or is this you know to like sell your new porn video we got you we got you yeah that's cool i'm i'm all about it man I'm I'm here to celebrate other inmates' successes. You know yes. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you, I'm gonna, man. I'm going to be sitting in the women's unit doing the stick and poke tribal tattoos on everybody. Dude, okay, you're going to be like, you're going to, you're going to have everybody's commissary. I just realized if you go to jail, you're going to be queen of the fucking jail. That's what's going to happen. You're going to have uh, uh, guards coming in going, hey, I need some new work and I can't afford it. Let's go ahead and work something out. You know, like, you know, in those movies where like the mob boss guy has the big cell with the nice rug and the, the lounge chairs you know mm. that's going to be you man and that's going to be you you're going you're gonna to be that person i'm going to be drawing shape you're going to be doing like i can picture somebody walking around with that like on their back <laughs> dude that would be like a neck to face tattoo in jail like that, right? that is like you know <laughs> or a hip to dick that's hey hey hip to dick yes <laughs> What the horse's nose out? would be, you know, the the stick and berries, and then the hip would be the horse's neck. And that's pretty legit. Yeah. You would yeah. be in the women's prison, but then I realized that there's guards, so yeah, you, know? you can always they can always undress them and say, "Hey, is for horses." <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I think that's probably the best pro tip I can walk away today to share with everyone is that think about what your skill sets can do for you in jail. That's, that's the, yep. Look, if you that's got never 12, too late to think 24 about years, you need to think about your future. Yeah. Right? What are you going to refine in that time? You know, you're going to walk out a loser or you're going to walk out a winner. Right. And a winner holds so many different meanings, you know, yeah. especially coming from prison. So, yeah. What did you do? I drew horses on people's dicks and now I'm a god. <laughs> right. There's 37 people with horse dicks. Do you mean a big? No, I literally tattooed. <laughs> it's a horse's head on a dick. What's so hard? Stop laughing. <laughs> well, at the time, it wasn't so hard. That was an ED moment when I was stabbing the dick repeatedly. Anyway. <laughs> Horse dick tattoos for people with ED. There's we've a whole come, demographic right there. We've come full circle right now. <laughs> and again, like we like what? to just say, sorry if you do have ED. We do not mean to make light of your situation. I hope you see a doctor and get that taken care yeah. of. But while it's going on, since you can't have the erection that you want, go and get a horse tattooed on your penis. <laughs> <laughs> see, there's always a silver lining. You know what I mean? I, would, I would come out of jail being like the happiest person ever because I would have zero male aggression left. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little male aggression never hurt nobody. Okay, I just thought of like 12 reasons why it could. But I was waiting. I was waiting for you to like pull your shirt up and show me the scars. Rears at number one. Oh my god, he's got a horse dick tattoo. Right? If I just stood up, drop trout. Come on. It wasn't a joke. <laughs> We're talking about real life experiences tomorrow on E. Okay, so having having kids is it's a whole different freaking world. Like you can't just do what you want to do anymore. Like my kids, my kids have asked like when they're older, you know, what if you didn't have us? Right. right. What would you have done differently? I'm like, I'd be in Europe right now. They're like, why would you be in Europe? I'm like, because I fucking could. Like, that's the only reason. Like, because yeah. I could. Not because I have to see something, but because without kids, and, and some people with kids can do it, but without kids, you can go, it's Tuesday. I should go to London. You know, and then you do it. You know, if, as long as you have the means. Whereas with kids, you're like, we're going to go to London in four years. I'll start planning now. And then right. you, you know, do all the preparations to, you know, go and so forth. It tends to slow down life a little bit because you have a lot more stuff that you have to think about and be aware of and then especially when they're small you never know when the crying's going to start or when the sleep is going to happen or when the wake up's going to happen or all three of them at the same time like you know you don't know exactly and that's that's why like before we started this this recording i was like if you gotta go you know like you, you fucking go totally understand that it's beautiful to me i can't say before i had kids that i also was uh you know like, kids, I love kids. You know, I was more like, oh, those are yours. I'm going to go over here yeah. because, you know, I'm going to smoke my cigarettes. I don't smoke anymore, but, you know, then I did. I'm going to smoke my cigarettes, cuss a lot, and ride a skateboard. I do not need to, like, I didn't need to be around kids. Like, people needed to keep the kids <laughs> away from me. You know, not because I'm going to do bad things. I'm going to teach them bad things, you know. <laughs> but then after having them, I literally, okay, here's, here's the extremes of where I went. I was skateboarding when, you know, kidless. I almost hit something, and by myself out loud, I looked back, it was like, what the fuck was that fucking shit? I remember saying that specifically, because I was like, wow, that was a lot of cuss words at once to describe almost hitting something. <laughs> and then I had kids and started using the word heck and dang it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying difference. right now, yeah. It's dude, hard. It's, dude, dude. It's hard. You know, I, I never censored myself with mine because I was just like, their words. If somebody else is going to get offended, that's their problem. 
Not mine. That's true. And on the same end, like my daughter now, I hit a point that I was like, whatever. Me and and Amanda were in the office. There's a hallway, her bathroom, um, because we have two bathrooms. So her bathroom is across the hallway. Um, I hear the shower going. Me and Amanda are in here doing something. And I, I, we we both hear, we're, you know, she has her music on on her phone. And we hear, hey, Siri, hey, Siri, you know, she's in the shower trying to change something. And Siri's not paying attention. And then all you hear is, get fucked, Siri. And I'm like, that's my girl. That's my girl. You know what I mean? It's that point of like, I don't know why I censored myself this whole time because now at age 16, I'm like, get fucked, Siri. Yes. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Siri just came on. <laughs> get fucked, Siri. There is nothing in this world funnier than listening to a two-year-old walking around the house saying shit. Serious. It's jelly laugh time. <laughs> and I've told this story before. My my son, when he was, he just finished potty training with the pull-ups. He was now in just straight underwear and pants, you know, or underwear and shorts. The house that we lived, or the condo we lived in, it was a three-story condo. And on the center floor was the kitchen, living room, and a, a guest bathroom right at the bottom of the stairs. Mm. And I was up at the top of the stairs. That's where my bedroom was. And my son's like four. He's like three or four. I think four. And I just hear, ah, shit. You know, a little four-year-old voice. I'm like, oh, that's cute. But I need to know what's going on. You know, is he okay? You know, that whole thing. So I peek my head down the stairs, you know, because I, I want to see what's what's happening. And all I see, the bathroom door's open. I see his little feet, right, with his pants sort of swinging. That's all I can see. And so I'm just watching. I'm like, okay, he seems okay. And I'm like, ah, shit. And I'm like, is he talking himself through it? Like, what's, what's going on right now? <laughs> and then I'm telling you, I, I lost it because he just said, Oh shit, I pissed on my pants. <laughs> like he used it little four-year-old voice in a sentence. I literally rolled into my bedroom from the top of the stairs just laughing. I'm like, okay, I don't want him to know I thought it was funny because then he's gonna go, you know, preschool and be like, shit, 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 you know. Yeah. You know, shit, I pissed on my pants. <laughs> right. Shit, do you piss your pants? Shit, what about you? And I'm like, I don't want to be that kid that gets the phone call. Listen, your fucking kidneys watch his mouth, you know. Like, <laughs> the ways that you change for little ones, it's kind of nuts. You do um photography. Yeah. Like that is that is your your and you're good at it. You're damn good at it. Um, oh yeah. Again, any links that you have for people to take a look or for people to, you know, book you if, if somebody hears this that has an event that's you know local of course or if they're going to pay you that million dollars to fly to france whatever with your photography in your business that you said that you know kid takes precedence you know has there been events or stuff that you're doing where you get a phone call saying i need you to come home or it, like i've canceled um everything i haven't done i mean i got a i get a few gigs here and there but mm-hmm. i actually a lot of my clients i told them i said i can't i just i want to be around for the first you know three four months of my kid's life just to that's awesome. Kind of absorb it all. Now I've been lucky enough to, you know, have a partner and we saved up enough to make that kind of happen. But uh-huh. it's at any moment, you know, it's like that thing could tip over. Uh, right. But so, no, I, I mean, I've had it already turned down gigs before she was like the week before she was born. Wow. Because um, okay. I was, I'm the photographer, the, um, the APIC Spokane, which is like the Asian Island Pacific Islander uh-huh. Association. So their whole group, so I, I do their event photography. So, you know, mostly in Spokane, I do a lot of events, not so much cars anymore. Cars are usually contracts through private owners and stuff like that. Gotcha. But, okay. Yeah, it's definitely been an adjustment. And, you know, like, so I have a, a family portrait shoot for a friend and his, uh, his wife, or actually the wife contacted me, but that's next weekend. Okay. But yeah, it's, I haven't had any like, hey, you got to hurry up and come home. But I also don't allow myself to be away from the house very much. 
So it's I've been lucky in that essence. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And the reason why I say that too is when my youngest was born, I was doing moving, moving people's homes. And we had uprooted about two and a half hours away. I was starting my own business there, but it's slow when you start it's slow. Yeah. And so I was traveling back down to Seattle and I would stay for three or four days, sometimes a week, work all the way through, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, yeah. drive back for, you know, a day or two, and then go back and do it again. After the first six weeks, yeah. I realized that I had seen my daughter maybe the equivalent of two weeks of the first six weeks of her life. Yeah. Like actually physically seen her. And I had hit a point that, you know, it was time to to schedule the next trip back down. And, you know, I'd called them and was like, I, I just can't do it. Realized that I'm going to miss out on the first four to six months of my daughter's life. Yeah. And I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I love that you have that ability to be able to be home and see what's going on and be a part of that. That's freaking awesome. Absolutely awesome. Like you may not remember a lot right now because sleep deprivation is a thing. Right. <laughs> Definitely. <a> thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I say that, you know, nonchalantly, but trust me, I understand. But, you know, in, in five, 10 years, it's going to be something that you can look back and joke about. Yeah, but it it will have been an awesome fucking story compared to I never got to see to I was there. You know, yeah, we went through struggles. Yeah, I didn't sleep. Yeah, we had this issue or that issue, but I was there the whole time, and that's awesome. Besides the time where I was talking to some people about drawing horse dick tattoos. Yeah, yeah, and that that's something that you can be like, look, everything was great except for this one fucking dickhead dragged me away. <laughs> Fuck him. No, this but is everything else was great. <laughs> no, this is great. This is the most adult social interaction I've had, and it's uh, besides me and the misses. But I forgot no. about that. That is something that they don't tell you either. Either. your yeah. friends go pew, yeah and not just they leave but you also like push them yeah and, you, and you have to leave but yeah. like you're just like okay everybody chill the fuck out because there's 24 hours in the day i need 48 i i don't have time to do what i used to do um and you do you lose that interaction with other adults <laughs> that's why just managing my social media was i was just like i i can't i can't finish these conversations i can't it's just it's overwhelming so i was like you know what it's gonna be there when i come back and uh -huh. Someone's yeah. not there. That's okay too. Like it doesn't, it doesn't hurt nothing. And at the moment, it doesn't. I don't know. I I'm only on Instagram. It feels like, and it feels like the changes are so much that I'm waiting for that next thing to come. But, it's like we'll skip this wave and, and wait for the next one. Yeah, but I, I mean, totally. I do other stuff too. So I mean, besides the photography, is the other half is the movie reviews that you were talking about. Yes, so. dude. <laughs> okay, are you are you like I? Because usually I would I would keep up with that on Instagram. I miss a lot. <laughs> I miss a lot. We don't post very much because we're both. Both working dads too me and the co-host got you do you guys have a whenever schedule or do you did you space out your schedule or so we decided to record a whole season in like so many months uh -huh. and then do it all and then be done so season one has been done since i think uh, i think it stopped in march march or february of this year okay. and we're not going to start recording again until the fall and then have a whole season two starting in january so we're trying to like cram a lot of work in and then call it quit so we can take care of our family yeah. that's absolutely genius and you can with a lot of these you can um schedule ahead of time yeah especially with movie releases and stuff and because of covid and all this stuff theater like because we didn't want to be the people that are like well covid's going on be safe also come out and watch movies with us you know? <laughs> right. so we had to like kind of like juggle that 
uh, where that goes, I don't know. But I mean, there's so much content, and that's why we're, yeah. we focus on streaming. So you have to be able to access it on a streaming network, not uh -huh. go to a theater. So that's kind of like where we specialize in, unless it's something special, like say Spider-Man or you know Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. you know, big Marvel fans. So, which did you see the latest Doctor Strange? I did. Just curious that you don't have to go too far into it. Did you like, not like, scale of one to ten? I, I I loved it, but not for the same reason. So Doctor Strange is funny because I'm I'm a what I'd consider a Cumberbitch, a big Benedict Cumberbatch okay. fan. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think he's incredibly <laughs> talented. Doctor Strange is a weird character because he only works if you throw him into other people's movies. His Dude. his his own movie, it's like it's good, but it's not like it didn't blow my freaking mind. His first movie, right? Mm -hmm. This one is really good, but it's not because of Stephen Strange, although the, the whole zombie Strange was really cool. The storytelling of Wanda to give a female superhero agency and the ability to go bad and justify it in the right way. Mm -hmm. So you gave her, like, because she's always been, what, like tragedy the whole time. So she was mm -hmm. always this kind of like weeping widow thing. Right. And it was like nice to see Marvel say, okay, now let's give her some agency. So you got all that through Wanda and Vision which kind of seemed like it didn't, wouldn't add to anything, and then you got this movie. So I think this, the new Doctor Strange is incredible in that context. So is it the perfect Doctor Strange movie? I don't know. But is it an incredible movie in the sense yeah. of the Marvel Universe? Yes. I almost would have considered, just like how you're saying, like instead of it just being a Doctor Strange movie, if it would have been a Doctor Strange Wanda movie. Because it, yeah. it, it, especially after watching WandaVision, you know, and seeing everything that, you know, how it played along, which I love that they have those TV shows to sort of tie in the in-between stuff. Yeah. Uh, which fucking fantastic. It really was. There was so much depth to Wanda mm -hmm. in the Doctor Strange movie, yeah. uh, which I, I loved. I absolutely loved. Like, if, they, if there was a Wanda, you know, movie, I would be all about it. I would be yeah. all about, you know, seeing where they went with it and everything else, um, which hopefully they will because it would tie in great with this Doctor Strange movie. I just I, don't know if they're, we're going to have a strong Doctor Strange movie. Like, I haven't seen a real Doctor Strange movie yet where yeah. he carried the movie. Um, have you seen the new Thor one, Love and Thunder? I haven't yet. We were going to see it because um, it was my birthday. I usually go to the movies on my birthday. Okay. Um, we were going to see it, but saw Nope instead. Okay. Uh, so I, that was like no good. I'm a Jordan Peele fan. Oh, so it is love so good. Jordan Peele is a gift to like cinema. Dude, I'm telling yes. you. This movie and people were trying to tell me about it before I saw it. I was pissed. I was like, dude, I stopped watching previews. I stopped like when I'm going to see a movie, I will avoid all previews of it because I want to yeah. go in and I yeah, got go that on, ruined. Man. I got that ruined with um in this <laughs> how long ago Ace Ventura two. Right, so Ace Ventura came out, right? Ace Ventura was fucking hilarious. Ace Ventura 2 came out, and I watched all the commercials. When I went to go see it, all the funny parts just about were in the damn commercials. So I'd already seen them 74 times, and the movie was no longer as funny as it would have been had I gone in blind. Right. Ever since Ace Ventura 2, that's how fucking long ago, when I want to see a movie, I avoid all the commercials. So I went into Nope almost blind, almost almost totally blind, and oh, damn, it was good. Okay. It was it was good. At the end, some people were like, there were so many questions unanswered, and I'm like, fuck your questions. That movie was really, really good. <laughs> so I won't tell you anything about it, because okay. it's, I won't say a damn thing. I'm just going to say I thoroughly enjoyed it. I bought a large popcorn and drink with extra butter. And yeah. uh, I think we might have paid full price. Maybe we wouldn't have met Nate, but I meant to pay full price. That's how good it was. 
Speaking of movie, then, did you like Batman? Because I know you messaged me, and I and Dude. I said. Okay, one, thank you so freaking much. Like that that day my daughter and I were doing a daddy daughter date, right? Yeah, so we're yeah. we're gonna go do some stuff. I actually didn't even see that email till we were standing at the kiosk. Like we were at the kiosk at the theater, and I was like, wait, Dylan sent me something. And so I pulled it up real quick and I'm just like looking at it and I'm like, Holy fuck, he sent me a gift card to go see Batman. <laughs> you know, I'm like, What? My daughter's like, What's wrong, Dad? What's cause she's looking at me just like, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, you know who Dylan is? Because she, she, she's, she loves you. Like, she totally loves you. She loves oh, yeah, you I, whenever I, I mention I, you. I got to know her a little bit at the um, oh, man I street event. Yeah, the big uh, by uh, uh, BIPOC. It, yeah, yeah, the BIPOC market. Yep, which was dope. So you know that, but that was yeah. I liked. I'm a fan of Batman anyway. I mean, yeah, it's, easy it's, sell for you. No, but I love Batman, and so I was really worried that Batman was going to sparkle in this movie. <laughs> he he actually did a good job. I thought yeah. he did a good job. Yeah. Uh it because I was so worried, I think I was relieved. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just yeah. like, if Bella shows up and he gets in a fight with the werewolf, I'm walking out. <laughs> like I love Batman, but I'm not doing this shit. No, I thought he I thought he did a pretty good job. And I think he could carry the next couple of movies. Yeah. I and, and I know there's some people that will hate on me for saying this. My second favorite Batman though was Ben Affleck. I really? thought he played. Yeah. I thought he played it really, really well for an older Batman. Yeah, because um, he, he, you know, he's an older dude. But I, I thought that I, I thought I was going to hate those ones. Yeah. So that's why I even saw this one because when I saw that it was going to be the dude from Twilight, I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Man, come on!" You know, I was so disappointed. And, and no offense, dude, if you're listening from the new from from the new batman and twilight look i don't hate on you dude i just didn't know if you would fit the character well i was wrong i thought he fit it pretty well i thought he did a pretty damn good job i was relieved that he didn't you know butcher it um michael keaton will always be my favorite but he i thought he did pretty good in the batman movie itself um once i got into that like relief stage of okay he didn't ruin it i, I was able to really enjoy the movie it was yeah, it was a good. typical batman it, it didn't stand out like Oh my God! This one had yeah. this, but it was they didn't fuck it up. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, they, it was it was a good ride. It was a yeah. good ride. They ran through Batman like Batman should should be run through. Back like to train. The yeah. Prison. Warning! Warning! Um, <laughs> Warning! <laughs> they ran Brought to you by Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we run a train through any Batman. <laughs> fuck you the wording. To, We're going with that you one. Have, you have to bleep um, that one out. Oh, dude, we're dude. I'm <laughs> look. If they say we're we're naming this person in the the lawsuit, then I'll go ahead and bleep it out. And <laughs> Sorry, but if they're just coming for me, this will be fun. Um... <laughs> but yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty. Did you see it? Oh yeah, hell yeah, I yeah. I, I loved it. I I wanted because uh, see when you're when you're a billionaire playboy and you're pretending to beat up you know mentally ill people at night, um, you got to be some <laughs> level of fucked up, right? <laughs> I was was like trying to follow it first and then I realized what you were saying and I'm like son of a he's beating up mentally ill people he is is. you weren't wrong there was no mentally ill poison ivy has you know abuse issues um Bane I mean there's a guy who's really seen some shit you know like the Joker everyone is a victim of uh abuse and and he's 
he's not really getting the help they need, but he's beating the shit out of them. And then he throws them all to Arkham. And I love that. That's the thing I love about Batman. And I'm not saying this is a, a hater. I love Batman. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I always love the fact that we always beat the shit out of all these people that obviously have a vendetta against us. Then we put mm-hmm. them all in one place, our yes. asylum, and then we give them an opportunity to get to know each other. And an opportunity out. always to break out. There's always an opportunity for them yeah. to leave Arkham, even though it's this great facility. I hear you. And I think Batman is a fucked up guy because I think he sets it up to the point where they can break out. Because after, without them, because it's just like the Joker says, without me, you're nothing. Yeah, right. And that is bored. Yeah, that's emotionally explored in one of the, and I will say, you. so Michael Keaton's your favorite Batman, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but I want to say the best Batman there's ever been up to this moment in my time is Lego Batman. That is <laughs> the best Batman. <laughs> Look, I can't argue you on that one. I can't. That's... <laughs> Warner yeah. Bros. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> he, he, yeah. It's an honest self-reflection of a movie. And when Joker was like, you know, when Batman said, you're nothing without me. And the Joker said, I'm not. <laughs> and he's hurt. <laughs> that captured everything in an abusive relationship. It, yeah. But, dude, if you really dig into the psychology of, of you know, all the characters, including Joker and Batman. Yeah. It's you could you could turn it around to you know you hear the stories about the really rich guys that um, have a hunting club where they kidnap people and put them in the woods and they hunt right oh, yeah yeah Batman's a really rich guy that has nothing better to do so he makes sure that they can break out of the insane asylum so he can go beat them up and put them back in it's like a, a cat and mouse game yep. you know and a cat like slaps around a mouse and then lets it go right and then slaps around a mouse if you really want to go deep and dark he's he's a sadistic motherfucker he he's really <laughs> They That's call him it. the good guy, but he just likes beating the shit out of mentally ill people. And then what does he do? He partners up with the local police department. He's like, put this light up there. And when you got a mentally ill motherfucker, you, you light that shit up. I will come out and get them. And then you start thinking the for a while, like, is Batman really the good guy? You know, it's like Peter Pan. Captain Hook's trying to save those fucking kids, bro. He's not abducting them. Peter Pan's the one's picking up those kids and putting them on the island. All Captain Hook did was TikTok. I ate a big clock. You know what I mean? He fucked around and found out with an alligator. That's (laughs) it. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Okay, dude, if you go into it with these movies like that, it's so true. Because, dude, Peter Pan put the kids (laughs) on the island. He's like, survive. Lord of the Flies. Let's do this. Yeah, Peter Pan's a douchebag. Like, think again. All he wants to do is get you out of your bedroom to come to his island and hang out with his fucking friends, and you never grow up. I think Captain Hook's the only guy that actually has a real agenda. He's trying to rescue those fucking kids. He's got to be with Peter Pan, not the kids. And then and then he leads Tinkerbell on the entire time. That's an abusive relationship of, like, you love me, but I'll never give you what you want. Gaslight the shit out of her. Yeah, Peter Pan's kind of a dick. Dude. Dude, like a whole new light. I'm seeing this in a whole new light right now. Fuck Peter Pan. You'll find more gems on that stupid podcast that I do about movies. It's, it's... And that is something I definitely want to put a link to in this. Like, it, your your podcast is fucking awesome. It's just awesome. wait until you I... uh, just just wait until you start digging into the Disney princesses. Oh yeah. Dude. Oh yeah. You know what? Oh, yeah. Ralph. Or, no, Ralph breaks the internet. Much, highlighted that. How much Disney will come after you though? Like, do they come after people <laughs> that, that rate their shit on podcasts? I we Disney haven't had any problems. We, we've done, we've done, yeah, we done Encanto. 
Uh, okay. We've done like we've done a few Disney movies. We haven't had any problems yet. Okay. But like like I said, you know, like I'm always one cease and desist letter away from drawing horses on people's dicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it could happen at any minute now. So today I'm on your podcast. Tomorrow I'm doing homemade banana <laughs> tattoos. Yep. You know, on some very very muscular men. <laughs> Just for an extra can of corn. I got That's you. right. I like corn I too. I like eating corn. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet corn. Why? Thank you. You know, it's funny. Like you, you started doing that podcast with the movies, and this was. I mean, you you started doing this what the uh, the six months a year ago? Yeah, about about a roughly a year ago. Yeah. Okay. It's been a hot minute, and it, it, it's funny when, because I was talking with some other people in, in my community, because I normally live stream on Twitch. That's normally, that's my thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, I live stream art on Twitch, and I talk to a lot of people, and I, I've gotten a, a, a good community, but also a small group of very trusted, you know, people that, that, that I'm building this, this with. Somebody had mentioned, hey, you should do a podcast. And I'm not going to lie. The first thing that I thought of was like, well, I got a buddy that does a podcast and I don't want to feel like I'm like encroaching. Like, that's the first thing that went through my head. Oh, like, yeah. Not that you've ever said that or anybody's ever said that. It was just the first thing I'm like, I don't want to be like, I know somebody doing those. I don't want to, you know, bump into the market and, and, and you know, possibly fuck with them. Right. And then I'd mentioned that to, to one person and they just sort of were like, are, are you, are you fucking dense? And, and I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, look. You know, like it was the you're not Howard Stern, you're not taking over the fucking radio, you're not going to destroy your friend's podcast. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, I like I totally get it, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but I know somebody doing it, I don't want to, you know, take, but then you know, I, I thought about it and was just like, there's you know, a million people doing it, and it's not like I'm listening to your podcast and like recreating them, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the, at the same time, that's why, like, having you on here, I was just like. This is this is my and, and I'll be honest. Part of it is my um, I'm going to make sure to promote what you do because that is one I want to see success. I love success. You know, we talked about that earlier. But two, it's just like you know, I'm I'm not trying to like in my head. I'm like, see, I'm I'm not trying to take over somebody's shit. You know, I'm going, hey, you know, let's talk about yours and and you know, put that out there as well so other people can hear it. Um, and also I've been finding a lot of people that are like, I love podcasts. I didn't realize people like podcasts as much as they do. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that they just, you know, they're they have kids, they're doing laundry, they're folding laundry, they're holding their kid. They they can't sit and stare at something, but they can listen to something. Um and and you know, honestly, the whole um my buddy's doing it and I, I encourage everybody, you, anyone, doesn't matter what the fuck who it does what, you know, if mm -hmm. you find some joy like I do photography, I do I'm a very specific field of it. If you pick it up again and you're like, dude, I love this, this is my life, I could not be happier to hear you be into something that I am. It's like, cause all it does is connect us more. Do you know? right. Like, and right. it's, and even if you did a movie, you're not even doing a movie podcast, but hypothetically, if you did, what an awesome opportunity to go have another friend who has the same thing to relate to versus that. That's the mentality that some of these people have. They're just kind of like, Oh, you're, you're doing what I'm doing. It's like, come on, man. Like my, my did. dumb podcast, it's not changing the world. By the way. <laughs> and then I, I hear you on that. We did start doing me and a buddy because this is a an eclectic podcast. Yeah. Um, I do interview type stuff. I do where we just have like four or five people sitting around talking about. Uh, we did internet horror. You know, yeah. so there's just a couple of us talking about YouTube videos and internet horror, you know, like not an interview, just talking. Yeah. Um, like I said, I wanted to, you know, people to feel like you're just sitting in the living room with us, you know, you're doing laundry, you're, you know, hanging out with your kid, whatever. Um, and a buddy of mine was like, hey, why don't we do B-rated movies? 
Yeah. And so like twice a month we do a B-rated movie. I wouldn't as much call it a review as it is uh, we watch the movie and go, what the, what the, what the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck (laughs) just happened? (laughs) Put it this way. We watched the movie that was an hour and 26 minutes long. Yeah. Okay. We recorded the podcast trying to talk about the there was like 87 plot points to said movie. Mm. We we're trying to decipher the movie and realize the podcast had run two hour two hours and forty-five minutes. Mm. And I was like, we didn't even get through the whole movie, and we went an hour plus, almost an hour and a half longer than the movie itself. Oh wow. Um and in in that one, if you ever want to like I hesitate because I I'm wanna apologize as soon as I tell you you should it's go. It's called watch the it. magic serpent. <laughs> A movie the called the magic serpent. serpent. Yep. What what we figured out if I wasn't that, suffering from ED, I would be very aroused right now. So this is great. Actually, it goes semi-MC-17, <laughs> but not the way you think yeah. it would. It's more of with a <laughs> giant kaiju frog and a dragon. Let it sink in. Is um, it as good as a Velocipaster? So I haven't seen that one yet. That's okay. one actually we're going to we wanna take a look at. Okay. Um, That's only 56 minutes long. I mean, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just watched Lomageddon. Have you seen Love Again? <laughs> not, but now I do want to. <laughs> Please watch it. It's it's. I think I gave Love Again uh, like eight out of ten the rating. Like it was. Oh, that, it, it just be prepared to know that it was probably filmed. You know those commercials like filmed on iPhone, right? Yeah. But I think it was filmed on iPhone three. Um, oh. It's, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> oh God, it's so good. It's so good. Love Again. Is it on uh, uh, Amazon? Uh, what did we watch it on? Did we watch it on YouTube? What's on YouTube? I think we watched it on YouTube. that free? Oh my oh. gosh. Oh yeah. Dude, it was free. That's all I know. It was completely <laughs> free. Oh, um, it's it, it was special. I'm actually I'm sending you the cover art on Instagram right now just because you have to see it. Lomagan. Just I'm 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 not gonna give it away. I'm just gonna give you a little piece. When the bad llama, when they have a scene with him. Yeah. It's very obvious. It's a real llama standing, <laughs> right? And they have this upward sort of moving shot of it where yeah. it's just standing still. And then if it's doing something, they, you know, turn it, cut away. They don't turn, they cut away. If the llama's stomping the person, yeah. it looks like Christmas paper rolls with hoofs taped to the bottom and somebody going, deck, 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 deck. <laughs> like it's, oh God, it's so good. You just got to watch it. Oh, you just, you just gotta watch it. I mean, if you look at the director's name, <laughs> The director's name alone will tell you something. Oh my gosh! Okay, I got to give Llama Getting a chance. Yeah, it's it's no, it's good yeah, shit. So it's good shit. I I did send you both of them. Um, Magic Serpent's cover art and Llama Getting's cover art, dude. They're just they're freaking glorious. Yeah, Magic Serpent <laughs> has so many different plot beginnings throughout the movie. And I don't know if any of them actually end during the movie. It's like they start a new plot every couple minutes and then never finish them. It is the craziest movie I've ever seen in that sense. Oh, um, and it's Asian looking. Oh, yeah, you know me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm into that shit. <laughs> what, we, what we figured is that that movie was in 1966, if I remember. That movie was the start of almost every Hollywood movie that came after it. Like, they took a plot point from that movie and then created whole movies from it because there are so many fucking plot points. Um, It hurts. That movie... (laughs) Well, put it this way. She started watching it with us. 20 minutes through, she got up and just left. (laughs) (laughs) 
and it's a two-hour movie. It's an hour, well, hour twenty-six minutes. Oh my goodness! Oh so boy! Our our show is edited, and I I do all the editing, and it takes. I mean, you know, an hour mm-hmm. of the show takes about four hours to edit. So. Yes, it does. And just curious, what do you what do you use to edit on? Uh, we just use Audacity. Bam. Yeah. I was gonna say, if you don't use Audacity, you definitely should. I love Audacity. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. We we record through a Roadcaster Pro, then go up to Audacity, finish it all up, and then Buzzsprout's our host, and they do nice. Good year. They take great care of us. So. Nice. Yeah, I was looking at them. We went through it's the RSS.com. Oh, okay. Um, and so they give us our whole own you know page, but yeah. then also filter everything out to the Spotify and um, iTunes. Yeah, there's so many good hosts that it's like as long as they're hosting and you're popping up on people's searches, that's all you yep. need. The rest is just making good quality shows. It was just fun. Like this this right here, like sitting and hanging out and talking with you. Like this is this is fun. Know that you got stuff to do. Um, you know, it's it's been absolutely fantastic sitting and talking. It's been nice catching up with you. Like I've purposely um, you know, not tried to bug you too much because I know how it is having a brand new. And I know that you had seen something. He about... misses you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. But I'll, I know I'll try that... to make more Instagram appearances. Yeah, like, no, do you, bro. Like, you have a kid, you're doing your thing. I respect the fuck out of it because I know what you're going through. I know that that struggle. So do you, like, when, whenever you pop back up or, you know, we go play Frisbee golf or whatever next year, whatever it is, yeah, you know, it'll be, it'll be fucking cool. And and if you would pass on our love to, to your significant other and, and let her, let her know that we wish her good sleep at some point in the next 14 years. <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> same to you my friend <laughs> i hope you get at least more than 37 minutes at a time of good sleep you can get good sleep as soon as i'm done drawing these horses on people's dicks babe. <laughs> i gotta make that a t-shirt with no context no context just, just a dick just... and a horse nose <laughs> or a horse a horse nose that is dick like and then just leave it at that well, at the top, you get good sleep when I'm drunk or sticks, yeah, which is yeah. the thing in the middle. No context. So the rule is if you buy that T-shirt and someone asks you why, you can't answer. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have to have you guys on um, our show. You know, oh, this I'd is more that. towards the fall. But we'll pick a movie, let you know in advance, let you watch it, and then you yeah, get on. Dude. And we'll just oh. remote in and we'll talk about it. Dude, I am so down. I am so down. down. Like, it would be so down. It would be a lot of fun. That like listening to you guys' podcast really helped. Um, like to see the way that you guys did it wasn't as Siskel and Ebert. You know, it's more like let's talk about it and laugh and tell jokes, and it's really refreshing that it isn't just some super critical, straight laced boom. This is how the movie is. Like, it's, yeah, it, I mean, everyone thinks they're a movie professional, and it's annoying because it's like <laughs> I'm a fucking photographer. Like, yeah, lighting, all that shit, but it's uh-huh. like I'm not, I don't work in the movie studio. Like, and and ninety percent of people who see movies aren't professionals in the field you know it's it's you you read some of these reviews and you're kind of like oh it must be the greatest movie and you watch it and you're like please kill me now <laughs> right. you know like uh what did uh, leonardo DiCaprio? he won a uh, his first uh emmy for the revenant it's the uh-huh. movie where he got attacked by a bear right incredible set production incredible movie it was fucking boring like it's i could not it's stare it. at this it, it was boring it was i never boring. saw it I, I Le- leo's to, great but... leo's Absolutely. great the movie's boring like it's because if it's not leo getting attacked by a bear it's a lot of long scenery scenes. snowy pauses yeah and for like four minutes snowy pauses oh at gosh. some point it's like do i want to see leonardo mauled to death or do i want to take a piss like i can't i have to pick between one or the other 
And how many times in your life do you have that choice, you know, facing Obviously you? once. One yeah. time, and that's the movie. <laughs> Bladder infections aren't fun, kids. <laughs> and I've been a huge fan of Leo since What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah, yeah. And then he's, he's really good in it. That one and the, the one where he did drugs, what was that? Basketball Diaries. I think, wasn't he in Blow? No, that was Johnny Depp. Yeah, that was Johnny Depp. Okay. But if you haven't seen Basketball Diaries, it's it's horribly depressing. I think he should have won an award for that freaking movie. And that was 25 years ago. I'll have to give that a shot. So, yeah, it's, it's super depressing. Just putting it out there. Like, if you're in a happy mood, don't fucking watch it. If you just, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like crying today. Put the movie on. <laughs> I always have the notebook playing because other people's relationship problems cheer me the fuck up. <laughs> Look, honey, we can be like that. (laughs) But we're not. (laughs) Right? We're the greatest in the world. All right, dude. I I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. Um, Everybody that's listening, there will be links in the description. Please go check out Dylan. Dylan is not just a good person, not just a funny person, but super fucking talented. Super talented with all the things, you know, like with the pictures, with the the reviews. I've actually listened to this podcast and it's it's good. It's really good. Um, I, I will I will rate it a five stars out of five stars. It's it's really, really good. How many um, horse shaped dicks would you rate? Ooh, it? Oh, how them. many years? Wait, how many <laughs> how many years are you in prison? And I'll tell you how many. <laughs> I've seen 37 dicks in my time and I was in there for three days. Anyway. <laughs> Well, I appreciate all the love, and uh, I mean, I just, I adore the hell out of you guys. I mean, you know, both of you, especially I got to know you a little bit better during the BIPOC market, Yeah, um, yeah. but it's it's hard making stuff. There's only so much bandwidth that you can handle, and to do it on a, reg- I mean, you do it on a more regular basis than I do, I feel like. Mine's more of a thought process, whereas yours is like out of air, you know? Yeah. I admire the shit out of that, because I can't, I can't pull stuff out of the air. I have to have something to push you know, work out and towards, but got you. That's got a whole you. other level. So, yeah, I, I I just love talking to other people. So I put the two together, and I usually the biggest response I get is like, "It's been two hours. Can you shut up?" You know, so yeah, you know, he really, really, <laughs> really loves to talk. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not a crime. That's what <laughs> right? podcasts are for. You right, right, yeah, right. So that's yeah. what live streaming is for. You just talk. Yeah, you, you want to watch Eddie McBeal? That's only forty minutes. You want to hear me tell you about horse dicks? Like right? three hours worth of that right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! I might title this the horse dick review. Like this is. <laughs> well, you, you, you can call it the horse dicks podcast. You spell dicks with D I X and put three X's in it, so everyone knows it's inappropriate. It's the marketing is done. Horse the marketing dicks. is done. I feel like yeah. I just sent you a check right now. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're Don't forgive me when you make it big. We're going to get people from Montana and from LA. This is going to be good. <laughs> a lot of Montanas at Buds in this one. Weird. <laughs> if they give bad reviews, there were no real dicks. And- I know a real horse dick when I see one, and that wasn't it. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, um, we're gonna we're gonna sign off. Everybody that's listening, thank you for listening to another episode. Remember that we release uh, new episodes every Monday and Thursday at nine a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we look forward to hanging out with you again. Okay. Uh, but bye 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 bye. Thanks bye. for having me. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast yet to be named. We appreciate your time and hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed talking. We look forward to having you again for our next episode. And don't forget to follow Potchfad on Twitch.